Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome in. We are live on a Tuesday and got hit with some pretty big news here. I'd say about a half hour ago. You have a large group of fans in this city who don't know what it's like to watch a Philadelphia 76ers game without the voice and sights of Mark Zumoff as he announced his retirement today. And who knows? In this day and age, maybe it's just... Damn it, Ben. You're What's causing that? him to retire, Ben. Damn it, Ben. Do you think it's Ben's fault? <laughs> Let me hear everybody else bangs Ben, so why wouldn't I blame Ben? <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, Aton, I was a little shocked. Yeah, I mean, I just assumed he'd be fired like everybody else in this business. <laughs> you know, like fired. Why would he well, be fired? Because that's what big corporations do. They they cut costs and they try and justify cutting costs to allow Stephen A. Smith or Max Kellerman eight more minutes of screen time by firing people who are actually good at their job. So that yeah. that's the same across the board. It doesn't matter if the corporation or the company changes its letters from three to four letters. It's usually what we see here. So the fact that he was able to go out on his own, I think, is is probably the biggest thing for me. Well, at this at this you know day and age, I'm glad you know he stuck in as long as he did because I mean this this market will drive you out here. Also, it's not just you know the, your, your bosses, but sometimes it's it's just the, you know the environment of being around fans that you really have to hold yourself accountable because they will research what you say. They will find out if you're just a you know a front runner. They'll make sure that you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, hey, oh, my hat's off to Zoom off, man. Well, you know, Zoo was well never – he was never a front runner. He was a lifelong Sixers fan right. since he exactly. was eight, eight yep. years old. In fact, he, he details uh, the first time that he went to a Sixers game with his father when he was eight years old back in 1964 at the old Philadelphia Arena, and that was the night that he fell in love with the Philadelphia 76ers, and they were his number one team ever since. That's it's a pretty cool, cool story. Real cool. He's Real 65 cool. years old, and that's you know that's young. I mean, you can obviously you know be a broadcaster as great as he is into your 80s. You know, we've seen it uh, with other legends before, but he obviously you know, figures he just wants to enjoy his life now and and uh, you know spend some time with his wife and play golf. And uh, good for him, man. Look, He's had no a great question. career. I'm telling you, man. There is getting ahead of the curve. All right, he know you. You will never outlast. Father time on the court, father time in this business is you make too much money. Mm. He It doesn't matter. We see it with everybody. The only guy that seems to have outlasted that is either the morning show host on IP or the afternoon host on The Fanatic. But everybody else, you become victim of that no matter how you are. And I think this is all like I don't know if it's the driving force. But he got ahead of it because it happens to everybody, and it's unfortunate, and we see it a lot. But I'm getting—I would bet money that there was some motivation of that, where he's like, "Hell no, I ain't getting let go. I'm going out on my own terms," and rightfully so. 
that might be the case, man. I mean, this is yeah. just the nature of how business is these days. Yeah, we see. You know, I'm not. Home. I'm not going for it either. You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna let me go? Okay, fine. Let me go. Yeah, There's I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. But if so, good for him. I mean, you know, either way. I mean, what whether maybe they came to him and said, "Hey, you know, uh, we're gonna have to take a pay cut." Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. maybe that was it. And he's like, you know what? I've been traveling, going to all these road games for all these years, man. I want to stay home. Forget it. It's not <laughs> worth it. I don't know. A lot of I made don't my get money. Benefit. You know, yeah. you don't necessarily get the. Hey, we're gonna have you take a pay cut. Hey, yeah. you know, today is the day that you either take a pay cut or you don't come back. A lot of times, it's just you're not coming back. Right, right. You make too much money, and, and we see this in print. We see this digital. We see this television, radio. Well, yeah, Les Bowen and Paul Domowitz last week. Wasn't it just last week yep. that they announced that they're out? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to miss those guys, man. I love Les Bowen at those press conferences with the Eagles. Wait, Les <laughs> Bowen is out? I thought yeah. it was uh, Mark Narducci. And- Narducci, too, I think. Wow. Yeah, and Domowitz. Yeah. Is this, is this a change of the guards? Builder. Right, right. Yeah. 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 What was the reasoning there? They make uh, too much money. Uh, probably cutting costs. I don't know. We don't need... You know, f- twelve guys covering the Eagles. We can do uh, do it with nine. Yeah. Well, that's I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You definitely need at least nine people covering the Eagles, no matter yeah. what that you're on. There's enough demand for that. I don't know, man. I you know you make a good point, Harry, about him being this local story of fan for his entire life. Yeah, it's going to be cool. really difficult to pull. Like you can't bring in Spiro Ditas. No. No, to replace this guy. Nothing against Spiro, but he's uh, you need a, you need a Philadelphia guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. It's gonna yeah, be, it's I, gonna, I, I'm gonna I miss just, the ball guy, man. I am too. He's guy. a Temple guy too. But, uh, oh, that's Mark right. Zoom off. Yep, the proud right. Temple alum. Yeah, you got yeah. another Temple alum lined up. Could Al Golden call Sixers games? No, Al Golden. Did. <laughs> Al he Golden. didn't go to Temple. He's a Penn Stater. <laughs> coach there. Yeah, but uh. he's Temple lifer now. <laughs> Maybe they go to the Penn, uh, the Ivy League ranks, and bring up Brian Seltzer. Right. SD, Brian that's not Seltzer. true, by the way. The, there is no fear about the morning. They are tripling, at times quadrupling, so there's no reason or motivation to do anything different. But look, I'll tell you this, though. You, you make a decent point about the whole like this big scenario about who to replace him be this is like with harry callis man you you already had scott fransky kind of worked into the system he was already there working in it wasn't just like oh my goodness harry callis died and and who the hell is scott fransky now scott also came here from texas texas yeah he had a repertoire he also had so i I guess the rangers games for a few years before right Texas Rangers, I think. Yep. Yeah. Now, I... It's right. just the nature of how things are, man. Wait a second. Go go ahead. You, you, I have to text Ron something, so you can go ahead and, and further that point, Baron. Well, it's the nature of how things are. I mean, they don't even bring anybody up in the same way they used to do back in the day. You know, preparing them, you know, mm-hmm. get them almost like a... You know, uh, it, now it's just baptism by fire. You know, a yeah. guy that doesn't know what's going on, just put into this market. It's well, hard well, to come into this market without knowing the people in this market. I mean, Zoo uh, did the halftime stuff on Prism back in the day. That's how he how he was really introduced to the marketplace. And then, you know, eight, nine, ten years later, whatever it was, he became the play-by-play voice. Yes. Wow. And I think he did that for, was it 27 years as the play-by-play voice, I believe? Well, that's, that's almost a long like time. Like Merrill, no, Merrill's been doing it for what 
50 years? Yeah, back in the 70s, I think yeah, that, yeah. that move was made. That is crazy, um, man. Crazy. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you look at those tandems like that. You know, you, you look at Merrill and, and, and Quick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, here, you know, I, I think Allah filled in pretty good. What he started this, what, seven years ago or six years ago? I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, seven? Yeah, so, you know, I remember when they first introduced him. You know, he's do, he's done a phenomenal job. You know, I, I mean, I like him. I know you guys, you know, question sometimes, you know, his 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 ultimate goal or what he wants to be as a broadcast. But I, I mean, I, I like Allah. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. I'll tell but you, I, like, you know, he, he's fully centric, though. Crossing Broad did a, a great thing of all the – they listed all the zooisms. Some Somebody did it on Reddit, <laughs> apparently, and then they took it from Reddit and put it on into a crossing broad article. Now we probably can't even play it because YouTube's going to flag us for some NBA content. So you'll have to do them in your own zoom off voice. No, it's not audio. It's just a list. Oh, yeah. It's not audio. We're doing lists. Yes. They they did a list. Those hypocrites. Kevin Kincaid did Uh, a list. Now we got, I got a couple things we can get into in three minutes. So hopefully Ron here is, is on board. And we'll bring it back on Sports Map Radio. Still live here on Jacob Media. All right. Well, then you hear there you have it. I was just making sure that it wasn't audio that we would get flat. No, no, no. No. Is there a problem with uh Houston? No, we're we're making sure everything's good and up and running. I think I think we're fine. Okay. Are you yeah, you could hear it, right? I could hear it. Well, look, you get all these birthday shout outs, man. Happy birthday, man, from the middle. Well, that's man. what Happy I was birthday, waiting Harry. for to play this 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 clip, but go ahead and, and you can go ahead and do it. Yeah, I'm just looking at the stream and everybody's just just rocking out, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 56 today. Congrats, man. Congrats. Yeah. I'll see. Uh, my, hopefully, I get my scan results today, and hopefully, that'll be my birthday present that I don't have to get a. Uh, a a stent put in or something. Oh, oh, oh. That'd be a nice present, you know? Oh, be clear, free and clear. Right. That's, that's what you want, man. <laughs> Belladonna or Kendra Lusk. <laughs> I know you like the ladies, Harry, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So how is it, man? How, how's how's uh how's the baby doing? How's mom doing? You know everything good? Oh yeah, yeah. Just working on something here. Everything's great. Everything's great. That's what's up. He sounds very distracted for some. I, I see. Yeah. No, on. no. I'm just. I was. I was finding something, but it's fine. We we won't do the bit anymore. Um. All good. Hold on one second, man. Let me get this damn. What is going on with your door? I know, man. Let me get it. Jesus, the grandson. I think he just stands up there at the front door and just opens it and closes it. <laughs> no idea. Uh, Barrett must have been infused yesterday at that golf outing. Where we got all those guests? Yeah. The hell? <laughs> oh, man. Sid Rosenberg gave me a shout out this morning. Oh yeah, yeah. The... What do you say? Happy birthday! Birthday, yeah. Do they do like a? 
No, they didn't do anything special. He just mentioned it coming back from a break. Well, you, you're on that show, though, right? I was on his sports show, which was on sports Sundays. Show. Yeah. The daggone plumber's here. Is that right? Yeah. They're rerouting my um my sink. That's kind of the reason why I was getting my kitchen done anyways. My sink kept dripping and we couldn't stop it. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Boy, between Harry's birthday and Mark Zumoff retiring, good thing we've had both here. Because I, I got to be honest with you, you couldn't pay me to care about anything else going on in our city when it comes to sports related. Could not pay me. Well, what else is going on, really? Nothing. I mean, aside from, you know, the Phillies, like you know, bullpen blowing thing. saves and, I mean, right. really. Force me, right? Now, yeah. you could come up with some stupid Salchunas, you know, piece of audio about how some caller called the morning, you know, somebody texted Birds 365 and is concerned that Devontae can't run a straight line down the field. So let's extrapolate that and ask our show if that's really how the city feels. And then right. we're done, wonder why we're getting quadrupled. We could do that, but I can't. I or can't. maybe we could say that there's no way that I'm parting ways with Tyrese Maxey yes. in any kind of a deal yes. to get Damian Lillard. Exactly. He will I, not I, be sacrificed. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> exactly right. And then, we'll, and then we'll do two hours on that. Right. And we'll take the most ridiculous outlandish comment on our stream, which is there is absolutely no way in hell I would part ways with Maxi for anybody in the NBA and build our show off of that. Yes. Because yes. that one person represents the entire city, or at the very least, we got to take the pulse right, right. of the fan base. Hey, man. I, I'm just, you know, I, I remember those days, and those were tough days. Hey, those were tough days, man. Thankfully, you're free. I know, I know, I, I know. What's his name? Jose, yo. What, what was his name? What up? What up, yo? Yeah. What up? You get two outs off the whole day. What up? Hey, yeah, that, what was, up? that was one of my Seriously. my best skills was, yes. was getting something out of Jose that was actually funny. What up? Ben Simmons is going nowhere. What up? I'm telling you. Yes. You, I, you know, I, seriously, I'm telling you, man, you could get at least an hour out oh, of that. Yeah, no doubt. About I it. hate to get you know, uh, gotta give it to the fly, gotta give one of those to the flyers. <laughs> what up, Maze? What up, Shander? What up? No, you, you have to have an S on the end of every word, Shanders. everybody's <laughs> name. Just like, what up, Shanders? I forget who it was. It might have been Stalchunas of all people, but the best was when somebody realized that you could hit him back with a what up and he mm -hmm. doesn't get it right right like, he'd be like what up and he'd be like what up <laughs> well it would throw him off his train of thought he was right. he was like a straight line train of thought guy and whenever you'd fire back stuff at him it would throw him off his right, little right. routine that he was going to give you yeah <laughs> it would, man it would discombobulate the whole yeah it all planned out yeah <laughs> unbelievable right he was just straight Yep. Yep. First, and my first, I remember the first time I met him too. Uh huh. Uh, the fan fest. Oh yeah. 
He's he a celebrity, exactly, man. He's he a, looks exactly the way he looks on radio. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. It's like you're like somehow this is how I envisioned Jose. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you look at somebody, if you can look at somebody on radio, that is definitely right. Him. Right. Yep. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, we got nothing here, which is great. I mean, look, there, even that basketball game last night, and and I wouldn't even trust half of the people with platforms in the city to talk about what they saw last night unless it involves one of our local teams. But, I mean, look, even that well, game – what's that? I'm a, You know what I'm going to call it? I'm going to put it a, a Philly-centric type of, uh, type of game. It was a Carson Wentz type of effect. That's what I'm going to call it, the Carson Wentz effect, where you get your, 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 your number one player gets knocked out, like Carson got knocked out. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, this team starts winning in spite of not having Carson. That's exactly what I saw last night. They're playing to another level. And it may be because, you know, maybe Kawhi, they would lean too much on Kawhi and he would have to, you know, do for the team more than what everybody else was doing. Well, well, since he's not in there, others are starting to step up yeah. and play to a higher level. I mean, they look like a well-balanced machine yesterday, bro, last night. I mean, you know. Just the fact that they're not only beating the Suns team, but they, they beat them convincingly last night. Yeah, but I mean they've stayed off elimination. I mean it's you know right. it's three two now. I mean they're they're right. the de- they were the desperate team to me last yep. night. Yeah, they were, and, and they played like it. And Paul George, you know, forty one a career playoff high. I mean they got forty five out of Morris and Jackson combined, and then somehow they got fifteen from Boogie Cousins off the bench. I mean, right, you know, that's the thing, man. He, he's showing he, out too. He's flexing and yeah. Everything, well, know? he's been able. There's just been no reason right? right i mean Zubach has not missed a game i don't think ever and mm-hmm. he hasn't played poorly they they had to adjust and go a little smaller in a previous series but if you can get Zubach out there you're better off and and just because of the things he can do so cousins has just been hanging like cousins mm-hmm. has just been there kind of waiting for an opportunity but it's not like he's totally shot right mm-hmm. it's not right like, oh my god he can't play anymore it's like all right there's no need to take Zubats off the floor. And if you do, you're usually going smaller with Batum anyway. So Cousins was just dr- like it took Zubats being out for them to go back. I don't necessarily think they win that game or at least as much by as a convincing manner. If Zubats is back out there, going small has allowed them to really take advantage of some areas and force Aiton outside more mm-hmm. and put him in some difficult spots on defense. And it really, as you guys have seen, like Paul George. That like I, I don't know how much you guys are, are right. He has this move where, especially if Aiton is not hovering as like a second defender, where he can kind of bully down a little bit, and it's that middle block on the side of the key where he just hits that little fadeaway drop, right? right? That little fade, and you it's little mid-range, it's yeah, because there's no six ten whatever seven footer guy in front of you, right? Basically altering your shot on top of the guy already guarding you. Well, yeah. I, yeah, you're right, man. Teron Lewis definitely taking advantage of, you know, the different sets that he has. You know, um, I, you know, Boogie Cousins going out there, it just goes to show. What would, who, let me ask you guys this: Who would you like that? Would you like that Cousins or Howard? Who who would you like? What as a backup? Yeah, as a backup for Embiid. Well, Dwight Howard's going to get you more minutes consistently. Yeah. You know, I, I think Dwight like doing what though? Marcus Cousins. What's that? I think Boogie's more of an offensive threat than Yeah, Boogie's more of a scorer than than Howard is. Yeah, but you ideally – here's the thing. I I don't need – 
him to score points. Like, I don't need either of these guys to score points. I need Furkan, Shake Milton, and somebody that's not on right. this team to be scoring points. So I think Dwight, it's, it's unfortunate because he was such a head case at times and, and put himself in so many difficult situations with bad with fouls, fouls. Yeah. stupid fouls at times. Mm -hmm. But to your question, Barrett, answering your specific question, I'm okay with the Dwight type. Like mm -hmm. if I'm running this second unit with Furkan, with Shake Milton, and ideally somebody else who can come in and knock down shots, I, I'm okay with Dwight in that prototype. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, but I, I don't know how much the Clippers can rely on, uh, you know, CP3 and Crowder going over from the three-point line either, right. like, like they did last <laughs> night too. Well, so, think about uh, what we saw here, right? Sometime. The last two games were all about swings. The last two, like the Clippers should not have been down if right. what happened in game five or four, part of me, with that fourth quarter where they were 0 for 12 and shots that either took the lead or tied the game. Mm -hmm. So to your point, Harry, we just saw another trend that moving into game six is not going to happen again. Like no right. way the Clippers were going to be that bad when it came to clutch shots. Right. That's again. not sustainable. Exactly. Yeah. Just like what you said now. That's why I love Phoenix in game six. Oh, me too. Okay. I, I still love them, but I mean. What's the line on that? Uh, Have see. you seen one yet? Yeah, I was just putting a nice little uh, look ahead on. Yeah, it's, it's a pick them. I figured okay. you were doing wow. something, you know. That's how you would chat. No, no, no. I was in your trying phone. to find something here to to put up, but I couldn't get it in time. No, that's it's a pick 'em right now. And look, if the Suns are not laying points on the road, I'm okay with that. Mm. I can take them as a pick 'em right now. I can't imagine that by the time this game tips tomorrow night at nine o'clock, we're going to be talking about the Suns getting two or three points. I don't think the line moves. Well, DraftKings actually has it minus a half to Phoenix. Okay. So now, what's the money line? Um, let's see. One ten. I gotta hit another uh, screen for that. Uh, the money line is is minus one ten. Yeah. Same for each. There you go. Yep. So why not? I'm telling you why not jump in? Kawhi Leonard ain't coming out. Even it's his birthday today it. too. Is it right? Kawhi. Kawhi so and I share a Kawhi birthday. Leonard? Yeah. Well, you talk about two completely opposite personalities. <laughs> what a <laughs> do, baby. Seriously. Nobody's ever. Right? Uh, uh, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> I mean, I can't even see you right now. <laughs> there it is right there. <laughs> I mean, it's like a uh, stupid... <laughs> like a stupid cartoon right I know. It's like it, it really is it's like, he's like an animated character <laughs> nah, that was the that. funniest man first i heard that man i i couldn't stop laughing man <laughs> yep. amazing all right we got to take a quick one here on sports map radio still live on the jacob media youtube page live and local from the fritz and b and cooley studios remember hit us up with a like make sure you are subscribed here to the Jacob Media YouTube channel as well. And if you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The middle sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. Back in three on SportsMap Radio. All right.
How about Scottie Pippen going in on Phil Jackson? And Jordan and everybody, huh? Yeah. I, I can't even listen to him anymore. He's he's just so bitter, man. Yeah, I mean, he says he's not bitter. There's actually audio in our yeah, I uh, see that. I just in our email that says he's not bitter. <laughs> okay. Right. He's still talking about not right. getting the final shot against the Knicks. Right. I mean, are you serious? And you're not bitter? <laughs> he's still pissed off on that contract. You know, he's up Crew saying, coach no. got the shot and he right. closed because of race. <laughs> Phil Jackson is a racist. Like, oh, my on, God. Bro. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. It was, uh, it was oh, all the news was it you, blowing up yesterday while you were at the golf outing drinking pineapple vodkas. Bro, I was not drinking anything alcoholic. No? Hell no. What it the was, hell's wrong with you then? It was Africa hot, bro. I'm talking about it was so hot out there, man. You could be <laughs> you could you could not even move and still be sweating like you're, you know. It was ridiculous how was hot. Was Baldy drinking? I didn't see it. That's what I'm saying. I didn't see Baldy there. I was looking for I didn't see he him. He was there. there. We we saw a picture, a video of his golf swing. He put it on his Instagram and we played yeah, he it. Was, he was on it early. I mean, I went at the the Top of the heat, man. I was out there at 1230. It was the top of the heat, man. It was so damn hot out. It was so hot. Even the even the, the beer ladies, they didn't want to be out there. Really? They were riding the car, so like pulling up. I saw Baldy hanging with a bunch of, of ladies drinking yeah. something. That's what he does, man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He but it chugged was something. That, that was also on his Instagram. <laughs> I was wanting to, we were Aton and I wanted you to get a picture of him holding a golf club right. <laughs> with that pinky to see how he does that. Crazy. When I saw that, I was I went looking for him actually. Yeah. I was so there, there was a morning wave and an afternoon wave. Is that what actually, you're saying? It was, actually, it was like three waves. Mm. It was a it was like a six thirty tee off. There was a six thirty tee off time. There was Forget an eleven that. o'clock tee off time, and then there was a. Uh, 12 31 o'clock tee off time. That's how wow. there were so many people there. So, this is the biggest I've ever seen it. I mean, it was you got to be paying me if I'm gonna tee off at 6 30 in the morning, <laughs> right? That's you know why. what I'm saying? I was like, come Although, on, man. That's the thing, too, though. I mean, if you knew you were playing and you had no choice and you're in an event, then absolutely, like, I would, I would pay to tee off at 6 30 <laughs> in the morning if that were the case. Just get in and get out. Out there, yeah, actually. The first two waves that went out, the games were um, – it was like five and a half. The, I think the fastest game was like um, – fastest course was five and a half to six hours long. Oh, forget that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And plus, right, it's hot back. out there too. That's a public course level, man. I, I would not – there's no course on the planet worth that. Six hours and 110 degrees heat. You were listening to the middle. Yeah. Sports map radio network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Have you played in every single stadium? You must have, right? In the NFL? I, I did before these new ones came up. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like you yeah. played in every single city. Yep. Is there a city you haven't played in? No. I played in all of them. Jacksonville. What about Charlotte? Carolina, yeah, they were Charlotte were, played in Charlotte. Oh, yeah, you were in the league when they. Yeah, he was in the league. Playing. I just didn't know if. They, what about yeah, Jacksonville? Of course, London. You never I, played in London, right? Ah, that's true. No, I didn't play in London. That's Jacksonville's um, other home field. Exactly, Jacksonville too. <laughs> you know what? I um, I'm trying to think. Did I play? You haven't played I, in Vegas. I didn't play in Vegas, and I also didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't play in um, Seattle either. Oh, really? Yeah, not the new stadium. I played in the old one. Yeah, the King. The one of 
the you know Kindle would have fallen apart. That well, I played in that one, but I didn't play in the new one. I didn't play in um the new Minnesota one either. That's mm-hmm. that's just that's new. Um, I did play in Indianapolis. I played mm-hmm. in all of them. You know that you know during that time period when I was playing, they were you know they were yeah. open. I was there. Is there? I don't know. It's not. It's the Coliseum, I guess, was one of them. But there's no real like must go football stadium right which is ironic because the sport is the most dominant by 10 country miles and it's not even close but i I bring this up because i saw this earlier on twitter and good follow in case you're interested matt uh verdermy man uh i believe i forget how to pronounce his last name he's really good nfl reporter for fansided and smart dude when it comes to just the game itself put out a tweet that he's going to Fenway he's going to Fenway for the first time and I was thinking like I remember as a child growing up not liking the Red Sox not having any real love or like or even affiliation with that team still recognizing what it was to walk inside that place for the first time and about 12 13 years old Faneuil Hall and everything now it's it's like a one-time thing but baseball is probably all of that because it's this old, mm-hmm. near archaic sport. You have a couple, I guess, maybe in the NBA. Maybe there's one or two, but I, I don't know. I mean, do people even like do do twenty year olds even care about that stuff anymore? I don't think like, so. I think that was a big deal. I know it was a big deal for me growing up as a kid. Right, right, like, right. You know, like man, I'd love to go see a, a you know a game at the the Cotton Bowl or what? You know what I mean? Like a Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl was always the one. That was like, man, I'd love to see a, the Rose Bowl in that stadium, you know. And, and yeah. I don't think you know people care about that stuff anymore. I really, Jerry's, don't. I think Jerry's World is a destination point for some people, you know, just playing, yeah. being in that stadium and just to experience. Thing about it, yeah. Well, think about it. You have Cowboys fans all over the planet, right? You yeah. Not a diaspora, <laughs> apparently. I mean, forget you know my Jewish people and and you know Africans and anybody else who had this major diaspora throughout the course of history. It happens to be that ten million people were born in Dallas, Texas, and somehow found their way to L.A., to New mm-hmm. York, to Miami, to <laughs> England, to India, to China. And yeah, they're has, all Cowboys fans. Right. That has From everything Texas. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That <laughs> yes. has everything to do with the networks then, man. You know, because the networks, all, all the games you could probably get were Dallas, yeah, Pittsburgh, um, the Giants. They had a lot of broadcasts from there. Oh, yeah, and it wasn't a Tech Schramm who called them America's team back in yep. the, the 70s, and NFL yep. Films ran with it yep. and made a big thing out of it. So, I mean, I think that's the propaganda got them into that mm-hmm. star. You know, it worked. You're right. And and we laugh and make fun of Cowboys fans. But you're right. I think that there is whether or not we agree with it. There is a a major lure to Jerry's world now because it's become this gigantic event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And and you probably when you're in there, I've never been to the stadium. You probably end up watching the game on the damn scoreboard anyway. You're not even looking at the field. (laughs) That's a great point. You know what I'm saying? It's like the biggest TV screen you you could ever see. Right. You don't have to worry about it. You can see it everywhere. You can see it from you can see it from the moon. (laughs) As big as that joker is, man.
you know, as much crap as we give baseball for having all these people in the stands, not even paying attention to the game, reading books on their yeah, phone. on their phone. Now, the NFL will respond, hey, at least they're watching the game. But you're right. Nobody's watching the actual game. They're looking up at the big screen. Sure. It's like paying $100 to go sit in an uncomfortable seat. And watch, and TV. watch TV. Oh, yeah. You can't get a picture. You can't get a, a ticket in Jerry's World for 100 bucks. No, is it? No, is, probably oh, not. Oh, hell no. There? Probably around about a buck 20, buck 30. Mm. Easy. I mean, that, that place is, it's almost like a mini mall, man. You can go, there's yeah. a fruit stand. There's a, you know, a produce junction in that Joker, man. You I can get anything that. in there. The uh, ticket prices for the Stanley Cup finals when they go back to Montreal are absolutely through the roof because it hasn't happened since 93 mm. uh, there. And they've got such a rabid fan base and it's going to be limited capacity. They're only going to allow, you know, certain couple thousand into, into the building and, and the tickets are just off the charts expensive. What? Oh, wow. Like ridiculously expensive. What do you think? standing room like what's the cheapest ticket you think you can get uh, i'll have to check i have to look into it but I, I could think of one football stadium outside of jerry world and las vegas would be lambeau field lambeau yeah. field is as close as we get to a wrigley field fenway park scenario i think you're right i think you are one second absolutely one second. Right. absolutely the lore of playing there you know what I mean, and and experience you know, it in the winter time. You know, because yeah. I hate the snow, but I would like to go to a game. If I'm going to be in the snow watching football, it would want I'd want it to be there. Well, they go there, and the fans are definitely. Would you you see them on TV with their shirts off and stuff like that? Yeah, they are out there in groves like that. I mean, they think it was a major advantage, you know. And I can remember when I was playing for them. You know, all this all these times I'm playing for these other teams, and I go play in Green Bay. We be you know. In the wintertime, we're practicing outside. It's two foot of snow. We're trying to practice outside, trying to, you know, see, try to gain an advantage on this, you know, this this Green Bay team that, that plays outside in the frozen tundra, you know. And if you go up there, Brett Favre, if he saw one snippet of snow falling from the sky or one little raindrop, we're going in the doors. We're going indoors. Mm-hmm. We're, I'll meet you guys in the bubble. We're going to the bubble. Right. They never practice outside in the cold and wet elements and everything. They go straight in to the bubble, man. They never yeah. practice outside. All right, I got I got some info on this uh, Canadians tickets. As of Monday morning, tickets for Game Three of the final at the Bell Center are selling on StubHub for a minimum of fifty six hundred dollars Canadian and going as high as thirty thousand six hundred. Are you kidding me? Yes. Wow, that's more than um, that's more than what I got for my Super Bowl tickets. When I went yeah. to the Super Bowl, that's amazing. That's yeah. what you were able to get on, I assume, a secondary market, right? It's uh, StubHub, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I when when I went to the Super Bowl, they gave us two tickets. They gave us two tickets, right? But you can buy up to like twelve or thirteen tickets, and I can remember buying them all, and I bought them all at face value, and I think they were a thousand and five dollars for each ticket. I gave eight. To my agent to sell for me, mm-hmm. I told him, "Look, as long as you give me thirty five hundred for him, yep. you can keep whatever you get after that." Well, I think he sold them for like forty two hundred, mm. you know, and he ended up giving me thirty eight for each one of them instead of thirty five, but thirty eight for each one of them. And, uh, and I gave the rest of them to my family, but you know, that was like to me that was high price, man. I, you know, I ended up making you know making over you know thirty thousand dollars 
off tickets. You know what I'm saying? Buying tickets. But it, it's crazy how much um how much these tickets are, man. A Super Bowl with the Steelers. Anytime the Steelers are in it, they're mm-hmm. gonna be jacked up, gonna be even higher. So I mean that's crazy that they were about, that it was that amount of money. Well, I wonder I, how much were the, the, the Tampa Bay tickets were this year. Well, it Probably says here fun because of Brady. Right. I mean, when you right, when you have somebody like that's why when everybody says, oh, the networks hate the networks, hate," some of it is just tuning in. We know people will tune into anything, especially the NFL. You could have Jacksonville take on Carolina in the Super Bowl and people will watch. But if you have Tom Brady, yeah, all of a sudden you can sell that. You can mark that sucker up 200 to 500 percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is his last game. Right. Right. Yeah. Retire. Well, see, that was what it was with, with Bussy. That's why he was able to get 4,200 for him because it was Jerome Bettis's last year. The first time. Yeah, in Detroit, there, his hometown. His hometown, yeah. you know. This That's is why the refs arrived. rigged the game. <laughs> there you I mean, go. You, there you, you go. Couldn't have the, you couldn't have the Steelers lose that game. Come on, man. Come on. I was on the wrong side of the fix. <laughs> You know, here's the thing. I saw this happen last night, right? Patrick Beverly got in trouble for doing something. He also got praised for doing a bunch of stuff. He's he's an amazing athlete to watch in the NBA because he does have talent with the basketball, yeah. not all Great world defender. Talent, but he's an amazing defender, yeah. and he really does like walk that line of it. Yeah, but he's a, he's a pest. Constantly, oh yes, constantly talking, 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 right to the mm-hmm. officials as well. And and look, you know, he has. The ability to go back and forth with them and, and and yell without getting teed because he's saying the right stuff. But I, quick question here: We're back in three on sports map. I, I'm sh- like this. I was thinking actually about this last night when one of the refs was just refusing to even acknowledge Beverly screaming about how he shouldn't have hit with the flagrant foul on Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, Barrett, like, have you ever all out just tackled the dude, right? blatantly held a guy knowing that you were breaking that right for whatever reason, either because you were getting away with it or because the dude was just better for that day or because you know what, why the hell not? Uh, or just by accident, like you're trying to make a block and, and you hold him, but like blatantly and the dude gets up and starts yelling and bitching at the official. And you're thinking to yourself, Oh man, here comes the flag. And he looks back at the defender who clearly was violated and is like, fill in the blank, right? Like, Nope, didn't see anything. Shut up, whatever it may be. Oh, no question. Yeah. I mean, I had, well, you know I, damn well you got away with something. And what do you mean? You even confirmed it. Bro, I'm out there playing left tackle in front of the whole world. It's me and Charles Haley one-on-one. And he beat me with a quick swim move. I lassoed him around his waist, flung him back around, and then I drove him down from the back and put my, 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 my shoulder pads right in the middle of his back on the ground. There was no running back there. There was no tight end there. It was in front of everybody. And there was no flag. I just knew that I was going to get not only a flag, but it was going to be a fight and everything with me and Charles Haley. He jumps up, running and bitching at the um, official, and he gets the flag. He gets a flag. He Did throws his hands up and walks to the highlight. Huh? Did you say anything to him after that? Like, <laughs> bro, it, it started out earlier in the game because I was hold, I, mean, I was holding on for dear life. I mean, I was grass. I had, I mean, I might have ripped his jersey. That's how much I was holding him, man. But he had pissed <laughs> this ref off so much That's and great. cried to this ref all day that the ref just didn't want to hear it. So I took full advantage of it. See, that's a that is a strategy yeah. right there, yeah. right? You you recognize who is out there really pissing the official off, and then you push it. You push the limits on him. 
Well, then you I but will, I also going to get the call. And I've also had gamesmanship done on me also where I'm playing against Derek Thomas and he was so fast, late great Derek Thomas. He was so fast it was hard to, you know, block him anyways, but when he got that jump off the ball, oh, it was it was impossible, man. So yeah. I started jumping my set, you know, I started doing what JP does, you know, Jason Peters does. Started, you know, you know, jumping just a little bit before the snap count. He gets away with that. He's gotten away with it all his whole No career. question. No question. So I started doing that. And he just starts bitching at the ref. Hey man, come on, that's 76. Look at Brooks, man. First of all, he's he's back there. He's lined up so far back. He looks like a running back. And he's just steady beating up on his ref. And the ref started throwing flags simply because Derek just kept talking to him. You know what I mean? He just kept talking to him and talking to him. And finally, the ref was like, look, let me get this guy something. And I got two flags in the same um in the same drive just because he's talking to him. Hmm. It's amazing, man. <laughs> this is the middle on the court map radio network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right. What else here? What else and here? Simmons to skip the Olympics? <laughs> yes. Well, we we uh, we heard that last week, actually, yeah. and I guess Good. it's just been confirmed now. You know who else is going to skip the Olympics, Harry? You're looking at him. I, oh, you're not going to watch at all. I I was so hoping that through circumstance these Olympics would be canceled, just so people could realize life is going to be okay if you don't have these stupid contrived games every two to four years, depending on if it's winter or summer Olympics, and we can all get back to our lives. Yeah. Well, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago on this very show that I think the only people that really care about the Olympics are NBC. <laughs> Seriously. Comcast and NBC Universal are the only people that really care because they're so financially invested in it. Well, there's no right. question because yeah. they built they built the um they built that set for the Olympics, the one that I use on pre and post game show. Mm-hmm. That's why they built that set for the purposes of broadcasting Olympics on this side going over there. That's exactly why they bought it. Right. This is going to be the conduit on which NBC black, you know, broadcasts a lot of their stuff right there in the, um right there at NBC. Now I just saw this tweet from John Orand, Urand, O U R Rand. Rand is his name. He, he he comments on media stuff, right? Yeah. On t- now I'm I'm explain exactly why this is the case and why the Olympics should not be classified as sports viewing. It's sports, don't get me wrong, but it should not be and thank you scheme team. It should not be classified as sports viewing. So this is Oran's tweet. Women's gymnastic Olympic trials on NBC, 5.752 million viewers. Bucks Hawks on TNT, which is not a major network as we know as far as like a one of the locals bucks on tnt did 5.595 the pga travelers on cbs especially with the playoff did just under 4 million which is pretty damn good by the way without having a pretty big name run late there at 3.972 million so the problem in all of this is that the majority of people the overwhelming majority of people not dave uram wow look at that the overwhelming majority of people who are watching the Olympics are not sports fans. 
Yeah. Fans, they're they're people that are casuals to the most extreme. Right. It's like the people that love the figure skating in the winter. Yes. Olympics, you know, they're, they're not people. The same people. They're not making a choice. Is my point. The only people that are making choices on Sunday is Harry and others, like maybe even myself. Right, going back and forth between a playoff and the Bucks Hawks. Nobody, no sports fan has three TVs on with the Olympic trials as well. And I don't give a damn if it's a men's, women's, whatever you have. It's just the fact that sports fans aren't watching the Olympics. It's a casual event. I don't know, man. You know, you got, you know, when Hussein Bolt was participating, that was much watch TV. Much watch TV. Seconds of television. Right. But still though, you know, you were still trying to do that. When they played when um when when Jordan and those guys were over and they were playing, you know, in, in the Olympics. That was much watch TV. What, and 92? right now, my what, much so what beating Angola by 68 points. <laughs> right, right. That's must watch television. You gotta see that. <laughs> but I think this year, I'm I'm looking at um I'm looking at um Shakir, what's her name? Shakari Richardson. Much watch TV. What does she do? Why and why right. is she she's, a, she's an Olympic sprinter, man? She's right now. She's the second fastest woman in the world. Who's the fastest? Who's the first? Well, it, it was um, Jackie Joyner Kersey, or not Jackie? It was one of the Kersey girls? Um, let me see. Let me let me look it up, man. Let me look it up. Boy, I, I gotta be honest. Like every sport deserves its play. Every sport mm. deserves its. No, record. Florence Griffith Joyner. That's right. Oh, Florence yeah. Griffith Joyner. She was number one. Flojo was number oh. one. And this, she's 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 right there competing. She ran a ten seven seven four um hundred yard dash, man. Do you know how fast that is? Yeah, but here's the thing: there is a difference in something being recognizable. There's a difference between something like you're laying out this young woman who is amazing at what she does and deserves credit and recognition for it, versus making this the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like. I, I well, can recognize and appreciate a sprinter, a pole vaulter, a downhill skier, but don't tell me that's on the same level as my NBA playoffs, Barrett. Uh, like you know, Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the a much, gymnast. she's much watched. Yeah, she's a yeah. gymnast. But that's what she's much watched TV. Not you know, for people that are invested in sports. This is for people that are casuals that are like, think about it. These are people that are watching the news. Over mm-hmm. ESPN because they're told on NBC or Fox or CBS about Biles and about other things. It's not dominated. It comes up in Sports Center every now and again, but look at what the meat of what the majority yeah. of sports fans are watching. It's not what about well, the golf channel tries to make a big deal because they're owned by NBC yep. and they're trying to make it out, you know, like this is you know, must watch. I couldn't care less. I'd rather watch these guys play, you know, the Detroit Open. Than, than over in the Olympics, to be honest so what, with you. What, what about, what about your boy? What about your boy, your, your, your ganja hero, Michael Phelps? Man, he <laughs> He's was, got a song written about him. He's got a rap written about him. Overrated. I, I was on Nashville radio in 2008 during this whole run here, and this is where this whole thing for me started, where he was ele- – like people were talking about him like he was Walter Payton. People were talking about him like yes. he was Michael Jordan. No, but I'm saying like – He's great at what he does, but for every four years to fabricate and create this draw man that this is it, like this is professional sports boiled down to one race. That's nonsense. The guys who he was being, he's not Muhammad Ali. He's- I think it's more. 
I think it's I think it's more so, especially during you know during those war times like World War Two. Well, right, is where for is it's countries versus countries, and I think right. that's back what we, the draw is. You know well, what I mean? I mean, they're trying to you know build up all this hate for Russia again, but right. back when there was the Cold War, you know, the, yep. the Olympics yep. were a much bigger deal. I agree with you. Yeah, but here, yeah, here's the irony in all of that. Barrett is the same vehicle in Twitter that will do ever or social media. I don't want to say something specific, although Twitter is definitely part of it. The same vehicle that social media that will create and, and constantly push discussions about the issues and, and how rightfully so there are so many problems within this country and at times how critical and just anti this country can be also wants you to come together for a yeah. moment of pride. Right. So you can knock out Sweden in synchronized dancing. <laughs> that was well you articulated there, Shan. In all of this? Synchronized <laughs> swimming, you mean? No, I think that there's a, isn't there a synchronized flag thing that you do? Yeah, oh, there is. Know. That's an no, event. No, that's not synchronized. That's it's swimming synchronized. That flag thing is the individual sport, but you know, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> that's man. a like, sport. The flag thing. Hey, yes, yeah. gymnast flag thing. Yeah, really. We're not here to yeah. rip whether or not there's a sport. Wow. Right? We're just saying. <laughs> Can you bet on it? Yes, you can bet yes. on you can bet on the flags, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm thinking. I, I thought you'd be all in on this, Sham, because you can bet all this stuff. You know, you can bet um, Richardson on you know sprinting or Biles winning. You know how many medals she's going to win. You know, I mean, Michael Phelps had over twenty something medals, okay. gold medals. Okay, that's great, <laughs> but that's that's not something I'm going to put up with. Bill Russell's rings. Like people do amazing stuff in sports all the time. I get it. And and it's just the same as somebody, somebody hitting a 500 foot home run in a softball world series game. Fantastic. Great. Like let's sit back and appreciate that moment. But when you start to say, Oh my goodness, this is the power we've seen from Andre Colorado to 50. Like, okay, let's just slow down. Not everything has to be this most amazing thing. And it's once every four years. So I feel like the media machine has to hype this up because we forget about a lot of stuff. We honestly forget about a lot of Especially stuff. Especially after four years, you know, it's, every it's, four years, you know, having this. I mean, this is crazy that um, if you look at it, at this point, these athletes have worked their entire life. And in just one year, all everything they trained for in the last right. three and a half years, if they don't make the Olympic trials and don't make it to, you know, make it into the Olympics. All that was for naught. That's I mean, that's got to be one of the most crushing things, the crushing blows you can go through as an athlete yeah. trying to make the Olympic trials, man. Or when you get to the but Olympic do you, trials, do you don't get make the into Olympics. all that backstory stuff that they try to fill, you it's know, fill nonsense. the time with. That's the stuff I can't stand. I got no right, time for that. right, right, yeah. right. I, I mean, I like see, I like seeing the, you know, how gifted these athletes for. Like, you know, what's what's the event where they do 10, 10 sports? Decathlon. That's a decathlon. Yeah. Now you look at those athletes, man. A decathlon athlete. Mm -hmm ridiculous you know and they're not just look you know usually you know faster guys are short these guys are like six foot two you know or or, or you know even bigger because they've been so many the former bruce jenner when i was right. you know when i was a kid <laughs> coming up and i think that was at 76 yep 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 wheaties box you that's know right I mean? the world of wheaties box but it used to be a wheaties box thing now now it's nothing now she's running for governor in california <laughs> that's right how about that? It's amazing. How about that? You're not hey. getting that anywhere else. No, no you way. You know what I mean? You're not Yo. getting that anywhere. Here's the thing, though. Talking about that, did you hear about what happened here in, in Voorhees, bro? Oh, crazy. My Voorhees, kids' New high Jersey? school. Yes. I want you guys to look it up, man, on how um, I think the Valor Victorian was giving a speech. 
and he came out. And instead of them letting him come out, oh, they shut they his mic shut off. Shut his mic off. Yeah, yes. I did see that. I did see that. That yeah, is they, crazy. That's like Forrest Gump. They pulled they pulled the, you know, <laughs> right, the, the right. jack out of the uh, the amplifier, and, and Forrest's whole speech was lost. Right. You know, and then you got. And that's all back. I have to yeah. say yeah. about that. That's what. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was terrible. But you can't Boy, do that, that man. These days, man, you can't do that. No, waiting for this rain delay to come back by Wimbledon. What? <laughs> Who do you have today? Yes, yeah, this one's yeah. Good, I mean, we have uh, actually England versus Germany today. It's a big time. Uh, That's going to kick off in nine minutes. Right, it's a nooner. Nine, yes. yeah. knockout oh. mode, and I have a, I have a double chance with England or a tie, parlayed with Sam Query, who's minus one thirty three to knock off Pablo Canero Busta, not Busta. Like Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. How about me? My golf game is getting better. This new driver I got, I, 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 I put the put the one iron back into this case. Uh-huh. And I took out, I went out and got my um my SM, whatever, whatever my clubs sim. are. Yeah. Taylor made sim. Taylor made, yeah, Taylor. Yeah. So I put uh, um 73 grams. Um the shaft, put the shaft yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Took my game to another level. Is that right? Yeah, I'm no longer the ball. no longer hitting a big slice. Now you're hitting it straight. Not well. It's semi straight slice. Then it comes back around. But I'm hitting the fairway now. Okay. Now I, be, I might be a foot or two from the from the you know from the rough, but I'm still hitting the ball pretty good, man. I slowed my swing down. I'm not trying to kill it every time. Would it Baldy give you a lesson? No, it was so hot that I had to go slower, and it just <laughs> turned my game into a. I, 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 it was masterful on how the elements changed my game because I was getting too tired trying to, you know. So I said, you know, let me take my time with this. I was man, it was, it was crazy how my game took another level. We, just I, how do we not have else. video of you swinging the club yesterday? They do have it, but that I haven't got it. I haven't got it yet. They're gonna oh, send it okay. to me. Okay. You know, there was cameras everywhere, man. So you retired the one iron now in favor of a driver. Yes. No, I you, you know what I use it? You know what, know what I use it for now? In the fairway. And if it's something like 180 yards, you're I using use a it one there. iron. You're using a one iron for a 180 yard shot? Yeah. 180 to 200. Because you're not gonna really hit it. But <laughs> this is what happens. I hit over the top of it so it doesn't uh -huh. go high, but it meant that sucker goes straight as an air. And it takes off. Now I might roll four hundred yards, right? But that's 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 all so I need. So right there, shot. Yeah, you know. So I'm good. You're one eighty out. <laughs> so I'm like right where I'm supposed to be, man. That's right where I'm supposed to be. If you're one eighty out and you're hitting it two eighty, how are you right where you? No, no, to be? I'm one eighty out. I'm one eighty out, and I hit it in the air for eighty yards. The, the, the math isn't for, adding up here, Aton. I, I, if off, I hit it in the air. I mean, if I shoot it straight across and it goes 80 you yards, you couldn't breathe off the ground and hit it 80 yards. You'd have bro, to miss hit it to hit it 80 yards. Bro, you act like me miss hitting it is not what I'm. It's just what I, mean, I calculate this into my swing that I'm going to miss hit it. Okay. Right, we got a break. We're back in three here across the board. It's the middle. <laughs> if you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. 
Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Yeah, man. So let me get this. Now, if I hit it, my one iron, I hit it for 80 yards and it skips for 100 yards. That's 180. Right. I said I hit it over the top of it. When I hit it over the top, you know, I'm. you can never I can never follow through underneath it. I have to hit it. You know, I hit it like you skull it. square. Yeah. yeah and it, it just it might be maybe five <laughs> foot off the ground, but it's right. hauling ass five foot off the ground. No, and then I, it rolls I, for like 80. Uh, I don't accept that until you show video of that. All right. Well, here's the thing. I need to see you do that three times in a row before I believe that it wasn't just dumb luck that you sculled the ball 80 yards off of miss. And it's, and it's terrible because (laughs) I account for this, you know, this, this, this lack of knowing how to play also. What next? Barrett's going to tell us he hits driver off the deck too. Yeah. I'm telling (laughs) you. Here's the thing, like I shoot triple digits and even I understand the biggest problem that I and so many people have is swinging too hard is letting the club do its work. So if you're laying off on the one iron and not swinging hard, chances are that you might make really good contact. And guess what? If you're hitting that one iron off the deck and the fairway, even lightly, that sucker's going 200 yards at least. Not not if you if you. Not hitting it right. <laughs> That's what I need to see. <laughs> and I need to shorten it also. It's too long. Well, you can have uh, an inch cut off the shaft. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, 
I do that with a driver all the time. Whenever I get a new one, I'll take at least one one off. It, it, you know what? The farther it's out, man, the more you know. Well, that's the farther you can straight. hit it. Yeah, but it's also less controllable. Yeah, a lot less controllable. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take I'm, I'm gonna take an inch off of it. I'm gonna do this well, pretty I soon. You, I played uh, with Matt Mullen, Philly Voice, and and his dad, his father in law, and his dad's good. both he and his dad are good, and he, his dad was playing with the new driver I had. And even had a his uncle, like a couple of people. They everybody loves it, man. I'm telling you. So start thinking about that. Start thinking about cutting that shaft down. It's amazing. I'm I'm definitely gonna do it, man. You know, but just slowing it down like that. Now I gotta remember this because next time I go golfing, I'll probably be trying to rock it out of you know, knock the ball out of a you know, its shell again. But I mean, I slowed down, and it's only because fatigue, man. Fatigue made me slow it down from the mm-hmm. heat just beating down on me. And it's, I slowed things down, and it slowed things down to a point where I could kind of control it a little bit more so than just going for the, you know, going for the fence. We might have to get video of you uh, swinging so I can analyze it. We'll go into the Konica Minolta BizHub Swing Vision camera. There we <laughs> analyze the golf swing like Peter Costas used to do. All right, <laughs> we gotta make that happen. Yeah, Aton. That's right. Joey B says uh, Aton had the forty-two inch driver, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you, everybody loves it because it's amazing the difference of physically choking down on a club versus mm-hmm. not having to do that. Mm. Right? There's such a mental approach of it where if you're choking up or choking down specifically with the gravity on a club, then you already have that in your mind that you're choking up to, to make any, whereas right. you have a normal swing, but the club being shorter, the shaft technically being shorter has done all the work for you. Yeah. But the problem with that is if you cut too much off, you disrupt the integrity of the shaft. If you take too much off, whereby yeah. is oh. if you just choke down, the shaft is still, you know, 100%, you're just choking down on, you know, on the grip. And cool. I also found that also found that, you know, the stiffer shaft that I have now, Mm-hmm. I feel like the club is not, you know, it's lagging behind anymore. Like it's where it's supposed to be at, as opposed to, you know, when I used to use my other one. Remember, remember, you let me use yours, uh, Shan, one day, and um, I, I could feel that the club was right there where it was supposed to be, as opposed to, I, I mean, you could see the bend when I was when I was going through. You could see the bend of my shaft on the how, the, you know, the, yeah, that the head had to catch up to where you know my hands were. Right, and that kind of messed me up a lot, also. So it was open at impact. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm. I hate golf. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we watched that hockey game last night. I watched a lot of that too. Yeah, I'm done with that series. I, I tell you, Tam- Tampa, Tampa really took it to him. All the bullshit that Martinez sold us. Kucherov. How about that? Two goals. And Stamkos gets that power play goal with about a minute left to push it over the total. Yeah, I saw that too. Huh. I, I, if anything, I wanted to get Stamkos in first goal, but I didn't play anything except for just tailing Mertidis. Oh, yeah, Montreal, man. They're live. They're live for this series. They're live. They're live. Shut well, up. We'll see about the adjustments, man. There ain't no adjustment being made. They got their ass flattened yesterday. <laughs> they looked like they were off for six weeks, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Now, look, maybe they come back, they win a game or so, but just the recency bias of what happened last night, this might be a sweep. Let's see what you can get the series on. What is your favorite zooism? I don't know any zooisms. <laughs> you don't know you're, you're out, out on that? Oh, here's the thing, I, and I, I feel like I listened because we were working there a lot, and when I work at a place, I like to listen to what's going on at the station i i listened to a lot even back when i worked at ip i've always listened to a lot of the radio it's not because i'm anti the tv or anything like that but for the nba i, I feel like mcginnis has been so great on the radio that i just admit i don't know enough zooisms right to turning garbage into gold is a classic uh, well, can you do it in his voice no i can't do it i, I would i wouldn't disrespect mark zumoff's voice I like, I like, hold me back, fam. <laughs> wait, wait, what's that? Hold Where me back, that? fam. Jeez, oh, this is like uh, I don't so know if I ever heard that one. Oh come on, man! <laughs> hold me back, hold fam. Me back, fam. And 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 he was talking about Ben Simmons when he said it. Hold me back, this fam. Is, um, this is like somebody in North Dakota on TikTok ruining the word dope or hype for me now. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> hold me back, fam. Really? Come on. Yes. Yes. What else? Give me some more. Hit me with some more. Um, how about the whistles are silent? <laughs> Shot clock is unplugged. <laughs> That's a zoo. Locking all windows and doors. That's a classic. Wait, okay, locking. All, wait, hide your kids. Hide your wife. Is that is that what he was referencing? Remember? That's no, been when when they start playing really good defense. He's like uh, okay, Sixers so locking all windows and doors. Not our buddy Antoine Dobson, right? No. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Hold on, we're coming in for a landing, Allah. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was always a good one. When the game gets close at the end. Um. These are pretty good outside of hold me back, fam. I like them. The shot clock is unplugged is a really underrated one mm -hmm. because how many times do you hear people say, right, shot clock's off or, you know, just no time, whatever it may be. So he's got his own phrase for something that's that happens all the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's about it, really. There's nothing else? I'm just like, they're, they're kind of obvious. Well, you um, know, the best one ever. I tell you. I love it here. You really want to know ones. how a pro zoom off is. Let's see if we can find this audio because I think YouTube took it down. I think a bunch of people took it down. Maybe Crossing Broad has it up. Uh, no, this thing is still down. Look, if anybody at all on the stream can find me the audio of Eric Snow falling asleep. Oh, yeah. On that television. was classic. I'll DM you Venmo. What happened? Or I'll send you 30 bucks on the spot. All right. First person. All right. Not yeah. everybody. He fell, asleep during, he fell asleep during the broadcast. I can't find this. How is that now. possible? Yeah. You don't he remember he that? denies it. Obviously. Where were you in 2011? 2011. Yeah. Are you playing still? S S D, SD no. points out a good one here that I missed. We're on the seesaw at the Wells Fargo Center <laughs> when the teams keep trading baskets and the, and the yep, lead yep. keeps bouncing yep. back and forth. Dish from Ish. That was a popular one, too. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. All right, I'm going to read you the... You talk about a Zoom moth. What do they call them? Zooism? Zooism. How about this? This is the best zooism of all time. And it, it wasn't even a statement. It wasn't even a point of observation. It was a question. Are you meditating? Do you remember this? Are you meditating is the best zooism of all time. Was that in response to Eric Snow falling asleep? Yes. So we're trying to find this. And again, my proclamation stands. The first person who can DM or put up on the stream a workable link of audio of Eric Snow falling asleep now 10 years ago with Mark Zumoff and Snow on the call. I'll DM you. I'll Venmo you. Cash app, whatever your choice is. 30 Apple bucks on pay. the spot. Yeah, 30 bucks on the spot. Producers at, at the Fanatic don't even make that per hour. Okay? So you right. already jumped up a little bit. Now, with that said, this is the transcript. Zoom off. Now, th there was some, I'd say there was like 40 seconds of dead air. Do you remember this? Yes. Harry, I know you remember this. I do Harry, remember I this. think you were still playing in the NFL, right? No, no, I was actually, um, I was actually 2011. Yeah, I was, I was, I was working a restaurant. <laughs> I had a ah, restaurant. There you go. Okay. But you were fresh, probably not too long out of the league, right? Yeah. Like two and a half years out of the league. So there was a big pause here and zoom off looks over and asks, are you meditating? Snow? I thought I was trying to stay awoke. Some people, you know, they kind of wear on you. Zoom off. I hear you. Snow. Sometimes it makes you a little sleepy, so you've got to get your burst of energy. That's how it is with a basketball team. Sometimes when you hear people talking in the huddle, you're like, blah, 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 and then the game starts, and you're like, okay, it's time to go. And then Zumoff says, yeah, you snap to attention. Uh, <laughs> he, gave, he gave him an Iverson, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> and that was the best because you had you had <laughs> Don't say oh. I was just trying to stay awoke. <laughs> it was like last week with me and Barrett. I go, are you all right? <laughs> and, um, my grandson was just raising hell. I'm like, yo, bro. I went back. <laughs> oh, my God. And now here was the thing, though, that I never understood. And I, I think it was kind of swept under the rug. But who else? I'm going to read you this again. Who else would Eric Snow be talking about? Outside of Mark Zumoff, the man who was right next to him. And he says, again, in response to Zumoff's question, are you meditating? Uh, John Shelton comes in. Now, is this playable? It is. Beautiful. All right, I'm going to bring this up. Shelton. Are we going to get in trouble for this? I don't think we'll get in trouble for the audio. I'm not going to play the video. I'm All just right. Play the audio. Now, Shelton, make sure that you DM me your PayPal, Cash App, whatever the hell it is. Uh, scheme team is is my new favorite uh, streamer, by the way. Here, I, it, it, I think that's a burner account for you. It, yeah, I think. It might be. Honestly, at this point, I'm, I will not neither confirm nor deny 
<laughs> if, if Scheme Team is my burner account. All right. You got some great <laughs> yeah. All right. Now I'm going to play this for you. All right. The AT&T poll question. The 76ers this season are most impressive in. And nearly three quarters of you say the bench, which happens to be the highest scoring bench in the NBA. Thank you for voting tonight in the AT&T poll question. And credit where credit is due. Lou Williams, Evan Turner, Thad Young. Space. One of the guys off the bench. By the way, real quick, Lou Williams, Thad Young. Remember that squad? Maurice yeah. Spates. Maurice Mo Spates in the house. <laughs> right, so you just heard Eric Snow. Yeah. Right. You just you just heard him right there. So he's clearly involved. Let's see right. what happens. Running the court, Thad Young, putting a great amount of pressure on these bigs, trying to stay with that young speed. Lou Williams, the Sixers tried starting him last year as the point guard. But Collins came in and unleashed his natural ability to score. Using Thad Young primarily as a mismatch guy against some of the bigger, stronger power forwards in the NBA. And even now a little niche for Evan Turner and giving him the ball where he tends to excel. You meditating? <laughs> trying to stay woke. Trying to stay woke. People who kind of wear on you. I hear you. I hear you. Sleepy. So you, get a, you have to get a, your burst of energy. That's how it is on the basketball court. Well, listen. When you hear, no, I'm saying sometimes you know you hear people talking in the huddle and they be like, blah, blah, blah. And then the game starts, you go, okay, time to go. Yeah, you snap to it. There's no difference on the sidelines. You snap to attention. There's 2.22 left in the second quarter, and he's falling asleep. Wow. Boy, I couldn't stand Evan Turner as soon as he got here. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay awoke. Oh, my goodness. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Like, I, I can't imagine that, right? You're doing a professional basketball game on television, and the guy next to you is falling asleep during a live broadcast. Bro, last week when you were gone, Harry was said something to me, and I looked, and, I'm, and, and my grandson is right in front of me, mm-hmm. and he's literally taking the wires, and he's, he's, he's rubbing, and I'm looking, and I'm like, I can't believe he is doing this. Right. You know, I'm, I'm just looking. I'm like. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like reading something off of like Philly Voice. It was Jimmy Kemsky's dumpster fire right, stuff, right. and I'm going through these things one at one item at a time and trying to get Barrett's feedback. And he's just looking like off into the distance, and I'm I'm looking at him, and he just go, yeah. I couldn't believe yeah. he's doing it. I'm like, bro, are you all right? <laughs> I said, oh, my, my fault, man. My grandson, I'm saying, my grandson, is, I can't, I couldn't believe he was doing it, man. I'm like, and he's just having, a, he's just having his own. He's and he's and he was humming while he was doing it. He was, he was messing with. It, he's humming. I'm like, my grandson is is is, is something else, bro. I'm yeah, telling you, man. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'm like, yo, yo, uh, RJ, RJ. Please. Go, there go is always down. something to distract at your household, <laughs> man. Whether it's that the doorbell eight time, the door chime, or some yeah. contractors upstairs. Yo, yeah. I just I just yelled at everybody downstairs. 
I told everybody, look, at this point, just sit on your hands. Don't talk. Don't move. Just sit on your hands. Where did that come from? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah. Now, I, think this, I, I think, think Scheme Team is your uh, burner account, by he the was, way. Look, he says, my man was on the Xanax. Yeah. He was definitely <laughs> on something, man. But here's the thing. like He was, he was vocal. Earlier in the cut, right, like about a minute earlier. One of the guys off the bench running the court, Bad Young, from a great amount of pressure on these bigs, trying to stay with that young speed. Well, he was he was definitely I mean, he was fumbling right there. Starting him last year, he didn't know what he was saying at that point. That's, man, that's hard, man. Well, Doing games that had to be a tough job trying to make that team sound interesting. <laughs> I don't need him to make him sound like Michael Phelps or Simone Biles or somebody that you haven't heard of for the last three years and all of a sudden needs to be the biggest, best thing in the world. I'm saying, like, just don't fall asleep, right? Isn't Bro. that like, can't we have well, a bare minimum of that? Wasn't the, the, the big shot uh, radio host up in New York, the sports guy, Francesca, fell asleep on the radio all the time? Multiple times. Yeah. yeah. He got roasted. Now it just goes to show you that clearly it doesn't matter for him, right? Because not all rules apply. But yeah. yes, we destroyed him. I think even you and I, yeah. on a show that we were doing, destroyed him. He had multiple instances where he was just asleep. Mm -hmm. On television, doing during, a, a talk during a five-hour radio show. Yes. Wow! And all he had to do was just go. All right, let's go to Rick and the Bronx. Right, let's right. Go to Jimmy and Queens. Let's go to Rick and Staten Island. Like that's all you have to do for five hours if right. you like Francesca and you're falling asleep. No, absolutely yep. right. He should get raked to the coals just like Snow did. Bro, I don't understand how you can fall asleep during an, uh, an NBA no, game. No, I mean, that's, to me, that's like a that's like, to me that's like one of those dream jobs you have. Like I was, if I was. You know, Mike Quick, and I'm doing an Eagles game. There's no way I could fall asleep. I don't care how bad they are, because mm -hmm. I tell you how bad they are, how good they are. It'll be exciting. There's always something you can see, something you can break down, a little thing that you can give the audience, and um, you know, a, a tiny bit of what's going on out there that they might necessarily know. Right. You know, it's always on the play. You know, a lot of the times when I'm sitting there watching play, I watch the game differently than a lot of people. Right. So I can give them a little insight on what I'm thinking so they kind of see what the players are thinking out on the field. Like I might see a safety take two or three steps to the right. And because he takes two or three steps to the right, yeah, pre-snap, and he's supposed to be to the left, you know, to the three-receiver side on the left. The reason why he's going over there because they're going to run a zone blitz, and he has to get over there and cover that one receiver because they're bringing the house on the other side, and they want them to throw into the blitz. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I'll see stuff like that, and I can get it out to, you know, to, to the people watching. How could you fall asleep and break, you know, not be trying to break that stuff down? To mm. me, it, that, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, man. Being in an arena too, like where there's yes. just constant noise, there, you know, there's activity and right, noise right. going on. You know, it's, Bro. It's, you know, maybe he had an issue. <laughs> right. You, you know? know what? I used to think that God McIntyre had an issue because yeah. it didn't matter. Like a narcolepsy how, situation yeah. or something. It didn't matter. What meeting we were in, he was going to fall asleep. And it got mm -hmm. to the point that coaches would look at him like, yeah. hey, hey, um, <laughs> they, they tell me, hey, uh, kind of hit guy Mac. He's about to hurt his neck from, you know, from, from, from yeah. <laughs> bro, it got to the point, man, where he grabbed a towel and he put a towel and he could put a towel on his neck like this and he could go to sleep with the towel behind his neck. He could hold it tight enough with his hands and be sleeping and snoring. And the only time the coaches, you know, would, 
would say something to me if he got the snoring too loud. Mm-hmm. You know, and then one time I interrupted from sleep one time. He looked me, hey, rookie, you got one more time to wake me up. I was like, and he said, it, he, he almost stood up and said it. And, and Bill Callahan, the office of line coach, was like, uh, um, hey, um, we are meeting right now. He, he gave him one of them looks and they left him alone. Yeah. Left him alone after that. Wow. You cannot mess with Guy McIntyre, bro. No. Not at all. <laughs> is he coming on the show anytime soon? I don't know what Guy Mac is doing. Because yesterday, I mean, uh, Aton, this happened while you were out last week. Um, when we had um, Cilio on. Cilio shamed Barrett into he asking too, guests to come on the show next time he's around anybody that's you know worthy or famous. He shamed him. So that's why Barrett at the golf outing yesterday was approaching guys apparently and and getting phone oh. numbers. Yeah, I got quality cool. numbers too. I don't even know if those numbers are real. All right, let's start <laughs> there. Okay, because this is two a.m. where you are hanging on some. Hey man, I need you on my show. I need you on my show. All right, here you go, burner number number one. Go hit me up, Barrett. You're not gonna text them right there. Right? It's not like, okay, here's my number. Text me so I got you or anything like that. Did did Guy McIntyre not do that, right? That's the clear indicator that you're getting a burner number. Well, you know. Somebody gives you the number and doesn't say immediately, okay, call me or text me so I have you locked in. Well, that was only one number that I, that, um, that I didn't see. I didn't text him and didn't have the phone with him right down. That was Wiz. And it's funny, Harry Wiz said Nooski. that. Yeah, yeah Wiznewski. Yeah. So <laughs> Harry's very in-depth with it. He said, you know, and I thought about it. You know what? I texted him, but he didn't have his phone with him. Mm. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Nobody beats the Wiz. <laughs> no. Nobody got pizzas the hut, too. That's you know right. That? That's right. <laughs> is the Wiz? The Wiz isn't still around, right? Yeah, the Wiz. Uh, sure. No. It's up, up in that New York area, North Jersey, New York area. They're no, still- I think they all shut down, right? Did they? The Wiz stores? Really? The Wiz. What is that? It it's like a, like an appliance place, TVs, yeah. oh. you get all kinds it's of stuff. Still open in uh, Union Square. All right, so there's a Wiz in Union Square. Is that it? Is that like the last one? I don't know. Wow, bro, you know I'm out on doing anything. I'm da- I'm out on doing anything else to to my house that involves wood. I'm out on it, man. What? You're out on wood. Yes, it's, it's so expensive. Man. It's, it's more expensive than anything right now. Well, to yeah, build a house will cost, to build a house will cost you three times as much as you know as as, as you know if you if you built it you know two years ago. Yeah, you had to lock in on those prices. Uh, yeah, a, yeah, it's ridiculous how much it is by wood. A, a, a regular old, uh, sheet of plywood, a three quarter yeah. plywood, and not even the finished kind. You can get it finished or unfinished. You know, sanded or you got to you know it's rough sanded. If you get just a regular old piece that's 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 rough sanded, it's gonna cost you every bit of 80 bucks. Wow. It used to cost like 17, 18 bucks. It's 80 bucks right now. Mm-hmm. If you were to build a deck, you'd have to take out a second mortgage to take a deck. That's how much mm-hmm. to build a deck. That's how much it is these days, man. Ridiculous that wood costs that much. That's why I got mine refinished instead. There you go. Instead of building another <laughs> one. Yeah, the Wiz store is now defunct as of 2003. You, you were right, Aton. I didn't know if the one on like Union Square was one of these novelties that's still open or like that, the last blockbuster forever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 
Now, do we have any uh, contractors out here? You know, people that can help build stuff. What are you building? Yeah, right. I need to build a little bit of the studio here behind me. That's all. Get rid of this green screen for some <laughs> some other projects, and also use it here to where I can go back and forth. But so you're I, soliciting a contractor on the well, show. I'm going to pay the person, right? Yeah, yeah. Of I don't course. think I can't, but why not? Right. I I don't. I need help building, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm not good building three dimensionally like behind this screen here. Right. There needs to be shelving or stuff like that. So, I guess I could go to Lowe's or Home Depot and botch something. But I figured, well, why not take advantage of it, right? Well, you know, sure. you, you could always go to um, go over the bridge. I mean, well, it's over, it's over there by you, anyways. But um, what's that store? Um, what about the tackle app? No, I don't. I introduced think that's you to yet. You know, I don't think that's back up. I think it was down for a while with COVID. Oh, okay. The tackle app. Yeah, I introduced that to uh, to Aton, and then all of a sudden, he had some guy over there raking his yard. This guy took right like now. three days to rake his yard. It <laughs> was the one like I had really good. The, the first, I'll tell you, the first guy that that came over, I felt bad for because I I had this easy job of just raising my basketball hoop from nine feet to ten feet to make sure that I could shoot on it and everything, and it wouldn't mess up that jump shot that I have. And this poor guy is going through like bolts and stuff in my garage. I'm maybe like a week into the house. And if that, right. And this is the first one I did, but he was really cool and nice. And, and I had a really good experience and people come over and help with new things throughout the house. And yeah, that was the one time where it was just an absolute debacle. And mm -hmm. I told this guy like, dude, the, I, I showed him pictures. It's nearly an acre in the backyard. Like, you can't come with a, an electric leaf blower and expect to get it all there in a day. And he sat like he parked his car overnight. He basically some, camped out at your house yeah. for like three days. It, it was really uncomfortable. He was sleeping in his car outside your house to, to do leaves. I don't think he slept there. I think what happened is he, he left the car there, had somebody come pick him up. And he came all the way from like Egg Harbor Township. I know from and way what? down South this Jersey. Whole yeah, thing was absolutely ridiculous. I think he just <laughs> wanted to hang out with you, Aton. Yeah, he didn't uh, think it through, man. <laughs> yeah, he definitely didn't think it through. All right, we're back in three. It's the middle here across the board on the Jacob Media YouTube page and Sports Map Radio. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss.
Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right. Cody Benjamin's supposed to join us now. Oh, right. Is that now or 1240? No, 1230, I said. Um, why not? Oh, what, I, what I'm going to say, Shan, was Ikea. Hold on, hold on. Well, what do you want to do with fake news here? Well, I don't know. Because we only have, cause we have like five minutes and then we'll break on the network. I thought we always used to do the twelve thirty guests. No, twelve forty. Twelve forty. Yeah. Uh, we did that because we didn't have uh we didn't have Shan there. Well, yeah, we didn't have Sports Map. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Bro, I didn't know Blue Heron was that big of a course. That course is huge. Yeah. Huge. I never played it. It's no. beautiful, though, but it's huge, man. Harry Mays. Happy birthday, Harry. Happy birthday. How about that? A little Marilyn yeah. Monroe, huh? Yeah. Yep. I love, love that. That's you know you got the juice, bro. Wow. You got the juice. Juice. Well, we got are we doing fake news now? Is that uh well no, we uh, what are you what do you want to do? Because Corey's gonna join us coming up, right? Cody. Cody, I'm pardon me. Um, um Cody Benjamin's gonna join us from CBS Sports coming up in a second, right? Yeah, or he's a Philadelphia uh, sports fan too. Now, he's a big Eagles guy and probably Sixers. Right. There's a lot of stuff we can touch on. He did that coaches list. Yep. That That's you were why I initially to yesterday. To him, right. The yeah. list. All right. So let's we'll talk to him for about ten minutes or so. Then we'll flip it. So we'll bring him on. Well, when he comes on, we come on for like fifteen minutes, right? So about forty-five or so, we could wind down, mm-hmm. and then. End the show with a lengthy fake news. How about that? Okay. All right. There it is. That's good. A little bit of a switch up. Now watch. He's going to be here at like 40. And- I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look back I know. at me. Are you kidding me? That, what was the one that you predicted correctly? Parles, right? That Parles yeah. would come in at this I knew thing exactly. time. We had another guest on. Yeah. 
But yeah. see, look, he's not only here, he's on he's early on Coughlin time. There he is. <laughs> what's up? How you doing? Hey, there he is. Cody. Cody, what's look, the deal, bro? Look, every time I join, I think I've only been on, you know, last time we talked, a lot has changed since then. I think Doug Peterson was the coach, but you know, <laughs> the the first thing I think of when I get on is is man, you guys have some good beards going on, especially in the top <laughs> the top left and bottom right. I can't do that, so I appreciate it. <laughs> well, look, I have to be honest. This has now become an issue in my family. So from wife to mother-in-law. The beard. To, it's just, really? when are you, you going to shave it? When are you going to get rid of that? Why? Thing? And they try to butter me up. Like I think it looks good on you. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's the um, Israeli-Palestinian mix in me that has the hair yeah. not grow out or down. It just recycles itself into curls. Right. So I, I look like, um, you know, the a, a mixture of a Palestinian and Hasidic, which I probably am in my, in my history here. So it's really rough at 110 degrees, Cody. That's my point in all of this. Now, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to come on and I, I wouldn't uh, slam anyone's beard to begin with, but I'm being 100% honest. I think it looks good. So if they, yeah. you know, my word, I'm sure it's not going to, you know, influence the family's opinion. But if they want <laughs> my opinion, I like, bro. I'm yeah. going to put this up. I'm going to play it for the next time my wife's. Oh, haven't you shaved that thing yet? Say, look, even the stream, we're bringing people on. We're bringing people with expert insight in the world of sports on and look what he's saying about the beard. So you've That's actually right. done me a favor without even knowing it. Thank you. Barrett has you his own mine. comb for his beard. Right. He yeah. Mine his never grow. It never grows past this point right here. It just, it just stays like this. I haven't cut this thing in, in three years and it stays just like that right there. My face, but my face is really made for a goatee and mm -hmm. I try to grow out the beard, but it just won't grow out. I want to go. I want to grow one of those full beards out like this, you know, but it doesn't work. It never works for me. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about the maintenance then, I guess. No. Right, right. It's yeah. staying right there. So that, yeah. that's nice. All right. So let's look at – we actually, as you mentioned, we have a couple of things to chat with you about. And from where we were last time, and you can follow Cody, of course, on Twitter, at Cody J. Benjamin, all things NFL, CBS Sports. So let's start with what caught our eye yesterday. And we do have to talk about the changes right through your pin tweet about what you have here for Jalen Hurts and kind of predictions for the Eagles. But as far as the 32 head coaches that you guys put together, you specifically put together at CBS Sports, the best thing that I saw in all of this, and this is counter to some idiots, and you are not one of them, who like to put out their lists of quarterbacks or other things just to troll people. Chris Sims. Thank you. Yeah. But looking at past performance and future outlook, not a legends list, not ignorant of resumes, no matter how promising somebody can be, you don't force it over somebody who has already been here in the NFL. So I will just say this, generally speaking, I appreciate the approach that you took in the list first and foremost. Well, I, I thank you for that because I think that most people, and this is how it works. I mean, when, People see a list or they see a headline, they'll click on it and, you know, that these are the articles people read. But a lot of people don't read the intro paragraphs. And so, um, yeah, this isn't again, this is not a perfect, you know, a list is subjective. That's, you know, that's why we do lists. We try and put our opinions in in addition to what we have on tape on the resume. But, yeah, I mean, basically, we're trying to find that sweet spot between what have you done already and what will you do moving forward? And so. You know, as much as, you know, we're talking about we're in the, the Philly market. I mean, if, if everyone wants to believe that Nick Sirianni is going to be a top 15 coach by the end of the year, that's 
that's great. I'm just, you know, at this, if, if we're ranking coaches going into this year, you kind of have to factor in both of those things. So, you know, a guy like Andy Reid, he's, he's done it all, but he also has a pretty good outlook moving forward. Um, whereas a guy like Mike McCarthy, he's probably going to be above some of those first year coaches because he's done it in the NFL, but I'm not necessarily banking on Mike McCarthy five years, 10 years from now. Well, looking at um, just this coaching style and, and knowing what these guys are going to do, that's the biggest unknown. I mean, even on the defensive side of the ball with, with defensive coordinator Coach Gannon and the lack of um, the lack of consistency and, um, you know, as far as experience they have at the cornerback position, how could you rank this team, you know, accurately because you just don't know what's going on you know what type of system they're gonna run they're gonna cover two cover three is gonna be a man it's gonna be his own you know uh what the type of athletes he have you know he has nothing compared to what he had while he was in indianapolis those are the things that i'm i'm mostly looking at but i mean as far as everywhere else on the offensive side of the ball man i see some great things out of them but the defensive side of the ball it's kind of tough for me yeah, I mean, the other thing is like uh, any of us, you asked any of us after 2016 where we would put Doug Peterson on, on a list like this. I mean, I, some of us might put him in the 20s. Some might be, you know, I think that after 2016, I think opinions were still mixed on Doug Peterson. When Doug Peterson was hired, opinions were very mixed. Yep. Um, we're looking back now, obviously, the, the tenure in Philadelphia didn't go as long or as well as the Super Bowl run would have suggested, but he still won a Super Bowl. And so... Look, Nick Sirianni, I think that – forget the press conference stuff. I mean, the whatever. I think that the makeup of, of you know, a head coaching prospect, he brings everything you're looking for. He's young. He's energetic. He's bringing in a, a fresh offensive staff. He worked under Frank Reich. I mean, all the building blocks are there. And Jeffrey Lurie's track record for hiring head coaches – I mean, Chip Kelly flamed out early. Doug Peterson flamed out early. But – uh, pretty much all these hires have won a playoff game or gotten to the playoffs. I mean, Jeff, Jeffrey Lurie, say what you want about his his owner uh, involvement, whatever, but the, the track record of hiring head coaches is pretty good compared to other organizations. What went into uh, putting Mike Tomlin where you have him on the list at number 10? Yeah, so I was actually just talking before this show, I was talking to a friend um, who's a big Steelers fan, and he said that apparently this is making some rounds in the Pittsburgh media because <laughs> some people don't like that. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's a tough one because I think it, in the story it notes that you look at a guy like Sean Payton, um, there's similarities there as far as the resume goes. Both these guys have championships under their belt, um, but they haven't, like if you look back to, since the Super Bowl in Pittsburgh and New Orleans, They've done a lot of winning, again, in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin, 14 years to never have a losing season. I think that, at the very least, tells you this guy never loses a locker room. This guy knows how to have a team prepared. The problem is, I think, some in-game decisions, and we've seen them fizzle out at the end of the year. And I think that a difference for me, looking at a guy like you know who's higher on the list, like John Harbaugh, um, I, I think that there's a an upward progression with those guys where I'm not sure – you know, Mike Tomlin keeps Pittsburgh afloat every year. I just don't know that that step has been taken in the last few seasons. So, I mean, if you have pushed, would you push back against that at number 10? Well, it's not that I would push back on it. And this was the conversation that we had yesterday about it is I, I think he can be a little higher. I'm not upset or angry. This is not like, oh, my God. And we're in break now. So I can say this word like, holy shit, I can't believe that. <laughs> Mike, like I'm not in Pittsburgh yelling and screaming, 
But I did think that, and, and maybe I'm not factoring in other stuff as much, and maybe I'm using this one factor too much to mitigate where I stand, Cody. So I, I understand that this is just my opinion on it is I would have dropped McVeigh a couple of notches and bumped up Tomlin a couple of notches because of what Tomlin has has to overcome with the quarterback position over the last couple of years and still relatively stay at the very least 500. And, and I've just felt that McVeigh has had everything and has trended down significantly since that loss to the Patriots. So again, I'm not saying swap them necessarily and put McVeigh at 10 and put Mike Tomlin at six, but those were the only two of, of 32 names. Honestly, that, that was the only time. And Harry will tell you in the conversation yesterday that we really had a, a back and forth and, and even a disagreement about where guys can be. I don't have any problem with McDermott being five Peyton and Harbaugh being top three, Andy Reid, our old buddy right there. Number one, I think it's laid out perfectly. That was the only thing I would say. So it's not so much bumping Tomlin up alone. It's okay. Finding somebody else that I think I could find more middle ground between. Yeah. And I, and I'm not taking offense. If Pittsburgh's taking offense at 10, <laughs> I think that, I mean, I, I think Mike Tomlin is a good, is a good coach. I mean, I, I, he's a top 10 coach on here. And I think you're absolutely right. You can make the case for some of those guys ahead of him when it comes down to. So for me in this list, when it was close, the one thing that I would lean on to is, you know, what is uh, what constitutes a winning philosophy in the NFL moving forward? And so, you know, when it comes down to a defensive coach versus an offensive coach, I know that's not the end all be all. But, uh, you know, if you were to say put Sean Payton on it's not Sean Payton or Sean Payton, Sean Payton or Sean McVay on the Steelers, put Mike Tomlin on their teams. I mean, I know it's hard to separate coaches from their teams, but I just I think moving forward 2021 and beyond. At the end of the day, the most important thing you can have is a creative, uh, offensive mind moving forward. Well, yeah, looking at oh, hold, hold on, real quick, we're about to be back right. on the network, but give us twenty seconds here if you can, and then you can let it fly, Barrett. We also have to talk about Jalen Hurts, Sixers. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right, Barrett, go ahead. Let it fly here. You know, I was I was just thinking, you know, like, you know, Kingsbury. I, to me, he hasn't done enough in this league to, for him to even be at number 22, especially, you know, that he's been picking high in the draft. And, you know, and, and you know, at this point, I haven't seen enough from him from his yeah. college system. It's, it's not really working. This is a big year for him. NFL. So, yeah, so I think he's at a make-or-break type of yeah. thing. And, you know, why, why would you put him at number 22? Yeah, I think, for honestly, for so many of the bottom quarter, bottom half guys, it's mm -hmm. like – so, for instance, if you're asking me would I rather have Nick Sirianni or Vic Fangio running the Eagles moving forward, like Vic Fangio's ahead because I think uh, we at least have some record of what he can do as a head coach. Right. E even though I believe, like, philosophically, I think the Nick Sirianni model is the better way to go. And so for Cliff Kingsbury, I think it's a matter of um, it, it has been disappointing. It is a make or break year this year, but you did see at least a little bit of improvement. Again, not great, but a little bit of improvement from year one to year two. Um, again, I think too much of his offense right now is, hey, Kyler, chuck it up to DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, we'll see if it works. But um, yeah, if they don't, 
you know, I think if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to be, I don't know, the, the pressure is really going to be on there. But I, I'd still take, let's say, you know, I'm running the Dallas Cowboys and I have a choice between Cliff Kingsbury and Mike McCarthy. I'm still taking the upside in that scenario. And that, that that's Kingsbury. Be, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of thought uh, it's just me. Peyton's a little high, and I know he gets a lot of love because he's an innovative, offensive guy. But I think when we look at the totality of his career, when it's all said and done, and looking back on all those years with an all-time passer and Drew Brees, and only coming up with one Super Bowl, that's kind of ringing a little bit hollow. He has had some, un, you know, disappointing seasons, some below five hundred seasons there for a couple of years. Um, I, I think there's a little bit more. Uh, sizzle and hype to Sean Payton than maybe substance. Yeah, honestly, I think it brings us back a little bit to the Mike Tomlin uh, argument because I think, like, let's say, you know, Sean Payton and Mike Tomlin both called it quits right now. I mean, I think you're you're having a debate probably for a while about, you know, because, for instance, you, you mentioned Sean Payton. The Saints teams have had losing seasons, but they have had kind of those bigger drop-offs. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in, in Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin kind of kept him afloat a little longer. But I, I think that the the advocates for Sean Payton in New Orleans would say, look at where the Saints came from before he got there. Again, part of that is is Drew Brees. You got to hit on the quarterback. But I think that's fair. I mean, I think it's possible to look at Sean Payton's career and say he did awesome things for the culture in New Orleans. Yeah. He obviously won them everything, but kind of like it, it's not really comparable to Doug Peterson. He's done it for a longer period of time, but where you see that Super Bowl, you see what he's done for the culture, for the city, and you almost expect one or two more titles uh, yeah. from that regime. Plus, Tomlin's got to get extra credit for how he kept Antonio Brown in check for all those years. We had no Love idea it. what he was dealing with. No <laughs> yeah, question. I, wow. I mean, the way, yeah. And uh, I mean, I think when people saw Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown leave that offseason, I mean, people were thinking, man, what the Steelers are really missing out on mm-hmm. some playmakers. And boy, I think we were wrong in those regards. Was there how much discussion and back and forth either with you or anyone that you were leaning on to create this list? And I'm curious because of the one guy that I don't have a personal problem with, and we're all biased here with John Harbaugh because of Philadelphia at his time here with the city and the Eagles. But I I wonder, did you get I'm surprised that didn't provide the most blowback. Because I think people recognize, and they should at least, how great of a coach he is when he comes to relating, when he comes to talking and really holding his team together through a lot of adversity. I I also look, though, and and wonder if as good as John Harbaugh and the Ravens have been, if he's top three and if you got much blowback for that. Um, Not a ton. Honestly, the most blowback, and these were people, you know, they're saying, uh, it's the typical round of, of insults like, you know, you should lose your job. You know, oh, what's sure. the hiring process look like? over there? Um, and, and this was for the um, for the Andy Reid over Bill Belichick. And that that, I guess, was a little predictable. But for yeah. Harbaugh, um, yeah, it's the same thing like with a Tomlin and McVay. When you're coaching for that long, you expect more than one title. Um, but with him, I think the difference I, I see an upward progression because there's a lot of there's been talk about how he's adapted successfully. So going from the Joe Flacco era to Lamar Jackson, I mean, not every coach in their 11th or 12th year is willing to kind of just upend your way of doing things. And he, he did that uh, in the way that he assembled his staff, kind of rebuild around Lamar Jackson. And the other thing is they I, I know there's questions about uh, the big game, I guess, delivery from him and Lamar Jackson. 
but they've gotten incrementally better since mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson has come in there. And so it's not like, um, again, they, the Super Bowl, they're still waiting for that with this current setup. But I, I see an upward progression. I see a guy who's willing to adapt. I think there's, it says in the story there, I think there's few coaches who are as reliable in the locker room, on the field, and so willing to kind of adapt with the times. Well, you know, let's go, um, you know, Philadelphia specific and, and go and look at, um, you know, look at Jalen Hurts. And, um, you know, the mere fact that, you know, of course he's going to get the nod going into it. So at this point, he's done everything you could do as being a quarterback in this city. He, he's, he's, he's rallied around, you know, the city. The city loves him. He's doing everything you do as being a, a quarterback here. Um, he's getting – he's working his butt off, man. He's got, you know, guys out there, they're, they're, they're having a catch, you know, anytime they can have one, they're doing it. You know, he's doing a little things become in becoming a good quarterback. Does he have the athletic prowess and the arm talent to be what Philadelphia's looking for in his long-term quarterback? Yeah, that's the big question everyone's asking. And I guess my counter question will be, do Nick Sirianni and his staff have what it takes – to adapt to that, to build yep. around that. Can they be, uh, I guess, a mini example of what John Harbaugh has done for Lamar Jackson, right. what, Cliff, what Cliff Kingsbury is not necessarily doing for Kyler Murray? Um, like he's – I think Jalen Hurts, the, the, the things he has going for him – I mean, there's a lot of things going for him, and that's – he gives you – I don't know if you want to say high floor or high ceiling, maybe high floor because of the way he can extend plays. I mean, there's never – there's a few quarterbacks in the NFL where – you can't count them out on any play because of their ability to just extend plays. I mean, I would Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. I mean, Josh Allen can do it. Like there, there's some quarterbacks that, regardless of how they're throwing the ball, there, there's an ability to extend the play, always keep your team alive. He, I think he has that. And then as far as the mental makeup, I mean, I tried to talk to as many, uh, you know, players that played with him at Alabama or guys that grew up with him for that story that I wrote for CBS. And I mean, every, there's no question about this guy's mental makeup. And, and we probably talked about that last year when he was drafted and uh, was backing up Carson Wentz. But this guy is just like the one story that stood out to me that was in um, the story that I wrote was that, I guess, uh, early on as a freshman, he, he took another quarterback seat in the meeting room and kind of like making these, these small. And it's not that he's like a hard guy to be around. It's just this guy is ridiculously competitive, and um, I think Sounds he's like got wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people, yeah, it's funny because some people would would uh, kind of demean Carson Wentz for, for being that way. Yeah, um, and I'm a big throw that in there. Yeah, I'm a big Carson Wentz. Like, I don't know if you guys are. I mean, I'm a big Carson Wentz supporter. I think he's going to do well in Indianapolis, but I also think Jalen Hurts is is like he has the character and the work ethic to win over the city this year it's just a matter of whether the staff is going to put him in a good enough position the supporting cast is going to put him in enough uh, good position to i mean because he he could play well and if they finish poorly i mean howie roseman can easily talk himself into replacing him and so um it's funny you said that you're right real quick i'm curious do you have a couple of minutes to hang with us because we have something that we're going to do here and instead of rushing you off i think it in the stream is already asking for you, Cody, to hang out for the segment we do fake news twice a week. So you want to have some serious? They're asking for me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. (laughs) And after that beard Uh, comment, man, I'll ride with you all day. So you let me know where we're going. So we're we're, we're good. This is the premise of what we do. We do it twice a week. Our producer back in Houston, Ron Culver, has three stories 
One of them is fake. One of them he's created or ripped or whatever it may be. And it's his job to fool us. It's the three, now four of our jobs collectively to determine which one is fake. You're on board? Absolutely. It's an old Stern bit we ripped off from years ago, but we figure there are so many people that are younger that didn't hear it that it's probably new to them. All right, Ron Culver, your world. Take it away, sir. Me off guard. I thought we were going to break. No, no, no. Well, Cody's here. We've got five minutes or so. Let's let's get it in. All right. Well, today's kind of a special edition, right? And I I said that to you because uh, uh, I just felt like it. And I have five stories. Wait a second. It is Harry's fifty-sixth birthday. Is that why today's today? Yes, yeah, today. Oh my gosh! You didn't even tell me. We could. <laughs> I could have brought a cake. I would have brought you know dancing time, girls. Keep, keep me alerted next time. <laughs> Happy no, birthday, Harry. Right there. Yeah. Cody says I could have brought a cake. Harry says dancing girls. That's <laughs> the thing about this show. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get in any trouble here. <laughs> All right, Ron. All right, so we're ready. We have, I have five stories. And one of them is fake? One of them is fake. Here All we right. go. Story number one. This September, IBM will be introducing the world, introducing to the world their first computer with a built-in hard drive. Well, built in hard drive. I feel like that, that already exists. Happen. Yeah. Okay. What's story right. two? Story number two, slated for a December release date, the feature album from Million Dollar Quartet will be dropping just in time for Christmas, which promises to feature four up and coming musicians. Okay. That seems pretty deliberate to be fake. Mm. All right. Story number three, Switzerland has accomplished the impossible. They have taken home the top award in the continent's first ever Eurovision Song Contest. Which is what? What's the Eurovision Song Contest? Does anybody know this? Man, these are tough. Yeah, these are really tough. So something tells me that we're going to be hit with something so obvious over the head. All right, that's story three or four. That was three. Here's number four. You read that right. A gas station in Berks County, Pennsylvania, selling gas at 22 cents per gallon. Well, that's where Harry's from. That's where I'm from. You better drive around. Wow. Yes, yeah. seriously. It'd be worth it to drive home to get gas. Right? Two cents a gallon? Do they run out of gas like at 10 a.m. every day? What Pay like three ninety. Okay. And finally, story number five. Elvis Presley's Heartbreak Hotel is the number one song on the Billboard Pop Charts and the number one song on the country singles chart. Okay, so this, these are all things that have happened on this day. Uh, yeah. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, in certain years. Okay, okay, so which one of those is fake to have all happened? Like, I assume that quartet announcement happened today, right? Well, I don't know about today, but these all happened in 1956, or maybe. Oh, this, oh. this all happened. Wait, 56? Well, is that 50, 65? So 65. Yeah. yeah, when I was born. Yeah. Picking up my digits there. Oh, wow. God. So mm. now you're asking four of us to go back to a time in which the oldest one of us right now was born. Correct. Wasn't even alive no. before it was born. Well, Harry, what do you remember? I got to go with the gas being 22 cent, man. Well, in 1965, yeah. well, 1965 Barrett. Uh, I'm saying it was cheaper then. No, no. Well, it, when ahead. was Elvis big? I mean, because that's, you know, when was Elvis he died like? died in 77. 
Uh, he was big. So in that's the 50s probably and within sixties and seventies. Oh, yes. Mid sixties, you you probably are teetering on good to fat Elvis, right? Well, no, but he he was losing popularity because of the Beatles and the you know the British invasion. So he had to uh -huh. reinvent himself uh, in that time period. Well, well is that a little still, late then for his yeah. his single top in the charts? Right, but Could, it was oh, the, it was a holiday themed song though, right? I'm oh, still gonna yeah. say 22 cents because I think it was even more then because that was right around the time where, you know, gas prices were starting to go up, and that's why Muscle Star, uh, Muscle Cars, uh, started, you know, started being on the decline because, you know, they had all these regulations as far as you know how much gas you can get, long lines of gas during that time period. Hmm. Um, and then he said IBM, that was the computer with a yeah. hard drive in it. Yes. Which. I mean, it obviously wouldn't have been a personal computer, but no, it would have been like a mainframe kind, of, kind of thing, right? It almost seems like it's too late, right? We, I feel like we've had gigantic mainframes with hard drives. Well, what, what I'm was not the, sure. Real quick, Ron, what was the IBM story? What was the semantics in that? I have made a horrible mistake. All right. Well, we have to <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. No, this is very simple, right? I did put in the year 1956. So <laughs> occurred in 1956. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do it to you, right, Ron. So they're all fake. They're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them are fake. Most of them are true, but for 1956. Is there know, one fake story? Well, it was the IBM story. Oh, okay. Cody's like, I stuck around for this. The guy can't even write. Ron thinks I'm 65 years old. Seriously. All right, we, we got a break. We're back on the network in three. Cody, man, we, we appreciate you hanging a little extra. That, that was well worth it. It was well worth it. If Just to wish a snapshot it. of this show That's and an all the stuff that goes wrong on a daily basis, not because of Ron, you think because yeah. of me. Or Harry or Barrett, that's it. So thank you for no. hanging with us. Nope, no, I appreciate it. And next time, just make sure you tell me if it's somebody's birthday. We'll make sure we celebrate <laughs> when I come on there. Appreciate it, Cody. Uh, thank you, Cody. Right, guys. Yep, have a good one. You too, Cody J. Benjamin on Twitter. That was hilarious. That was, <laughs> and you can't fault Ron for that, man. Too good. No, he was out there trying to think above, outside, or whatever the box may be. Double right? in, make it yeah. happen. They say uh, your microphone needs a GoFundMe page, man. They say you need I don't know microphone. why it was so low. Super They're saying low. he's in the closet. Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't be that low. Yeah. Oh, my wow. goodness. Ron thinks I'm born in 1956 at <laughs> 65 years old. Telling I you. hope I make 65. <laughs> I hope I make 55. Yeah. Just taking uh, years away and adding it on to you, man. Yeah. That's right. Jeez. I look pretty like, good for 65. Right, right. Look, look. You know, I, I wouldn't hate to do it to you, man. If you were 65, you yeah. look pretty good, man. Right. I think I look pretty good for 56. I was, Bro, I was, I was, I was talking to Vince Papali yesterday, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was just talking about, you know, that guy has never had a bad day, bro. No. I mean, he's always, uh, you know, full of energy. It's amazing, mm -hmm. right? Speaking positive. Uh, positive. You know, you, I mean, he just he's just a great guy to be around. Great it, guy to be around. It's like, to, to put that in perspective, he walks around and interacts with people like he's back when he just got the announcement that he's made the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, exactly. I've never. Yeah. yeah, man. I bump into Vince a bunch just because, like, the whole thing I did on the draft party with Jaws at, at his club, Papali was there. And mm -hmm. it's just like, 
he he just picks back up. He's got this smile. He's got a, like a magnetic personality. Yeah, but Barrett's right. Like he's ne he never gives you the impression that he's had a bad day in his life. And it's not like you know Eskin said never had a bad day in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's like legit. Yeah, like you know, you know, he's he's a miserable sob, you know. But you know, you look at Vince, man. He's like he, great guy, man. I sat down and you know was was was, was talking to him, man. He's he, you know, he's he's one of those guys, man, that I generally enjoy being around. You know, there's a couple of guys that, you know, hey, you know, I could do it out. I was talking to my boy Hollis, man. Hollis is, hey. is Hollis is supposed to play now. He's supposed to play the same time I was, but he said, you know what, B, not today. So he leaves his foursome. He doesn't yeah. play with his foursome. He just left. Are you serious? <laughs> wow, that's not nice. He said it was to too hot. Right, you can't. You can't do that. Can't on jaws. You got to come Bruh. out with cargo shorts. Who was in your foursome? I had um this this uh, this beer and beer distributor place. Great guys too, man. Great guys. They done about advertising on the show. But of course, yeah. Where where is the owner canal located? Where's um? It, it's in it's in it's in Philly. Uh -huh. I mean, no, it's in it's in Jersey. It's in Jersey. But um, they have this place um called Dooley's up here. They they. You know, one of the guys owned this Dooley's. Uh, this other guy owned three canals. Oh, yeah, canals liquors. Yeah. All right, so that was a glorious disaster that we just had to. And Ron's right on the yeah. text board here saying that it's just totally on par with the show. I mean, it, it is. is. <laughs> He's totally immersed in this program. It's perfect, actually. <laughs> And you, of all people, Harry, yeah, talk about or was it you or Cody or Barrett, whoever referenced the Beatles? I think it was you, right? Yeah, that's what tipped Ron off. Where he was like, ah, yeah, I don't, I don't think so here. Yeah, because in yeah sixty five, I mean, the Beatles were uh, you know, were big. Stones were starting out. You know, that was a whole different you know, music had shifted, and Elvis was kind of yeah. getting left behind. Right, right, you know, right. You know? Same thing happened with Sinatra around that time too. They had to reinvent themselves. Remember that? That's got to be tough. Yeah. yeah, not that Sinatra bit the uh, from the Jerky Boys, right? I don't know. Remember that. I told you that the Hucklebuck? Oh, that had the Hucklebuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, we should do that for overtime. Coming up next, hit him with the Hucklebuck. All right, stay here. We're overtime. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. 
That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right, so final couple of minutes here before we return on Wednesday. Anything we missed? I, I wished I wanted to get in another question with Cody because uh, we ran out of time. That list, uh, David Cully was, oh, yeah. the, was the last coach on the list, number 32. And I wanted to know if his comments about Tex-Mex food had anything to do with him being last. <laughs> it should have been. Yeah. Aton does a pretty okay. good impression. I always start with the nachos. Fantastic. I'm so pissed off that I lost it. And he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't have his hands on, you know, a, a top 10 quarterback now, man. His quarterback still isn't that. Yeah. There's still been nothing done about that. I know. I mean, I, it, I don't think anybody's the last update. Until there's something going on. And the NFL is going to conveniently wait mm-hmm. for something legal to happen. But even that, like, think about it. We need two things to happen. We need something in the legal system to happen, either clear him or push this thing forward to where he's really going to go, be going to trial or at least a judge trial, something along those times. Or maybe it's just civil or criminal. We don't know what it is. Civil, civil action. Or it doesn't have to be something specific, even if it's a civil Right. That's going to court, then that's going to be something legal. Then the NFL can react, and then a team could say, okay, it's worth trading him. Because look, does anybody honestly know right now? Does he want to be traded now, though? I mean, I haven't heard anything. He wants out of here. He wants out. Yeah. He wants out. He still wants out. Nobody has any idea how long he's going to sit. Could be a week, could be a season. Mm -hmm. Then you got to look at the, um, the, the Green Bay Packers quarterback situation. What the hell is going on there? Is he just not going to, he's probably going to, to sit out an entire season. Well, I saw, I was reading the other day that he can opt out. He has to do it by a certain date coming up in like a week or so. Okay. And if he opts out, he still makes like $18 million mm. by not playing. Now, he's not making his 30 or whatever it would have been, but he'd make 18 and not play. I hate to do it to him, but yeah, I, I think that's what he, he might do. And, you know. And then he can do his Jeopardy, too, and probably can make up the rest of the money. <laughs> Right. Well, does he he hates the GM that much? I don't think it did, did it have anything to do with the with the coach. I know earlier on it was the coach and their, their philosophies didn't 
you know, come together. But then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought they played pretty well together in the sandbox pretty well together, you know, last season. You know, with the exception of that last game where he didn't put the ball in his hands, you know, you know, and and, and he just, you know, decided to kick it instead of going for it. Right. But other than that, I thought they had a pretty good relationship, you know, as, as for what I thought, you know. But, I mean, you really think that he's going to sit out simply because he doesn't like, like the GM that much? Uh, Is I'm that not, really? I'm not sure. I've never, I've never seen a situation like that. He's a different dude, man. He's right. Not, he's young enough. Right. Yeah. There has a problem. He's he's already filthy rich. He can keep doing these these commercials for for insurance and and be okay. He's got plenty of money in the bank. He's mm-hmm. got a um was a a, a a model as a girlfriend, you know, as a well fiance. No, she's an actress or something. Oh, she's an right? actress. Okay, I think, right. I think she's an actress. Same thing, but yeah, yeah. So you know, he really doesn't need to do anything. He's making it. He's going above and beyond to make sure right. he posts stuff to see how you know, non-interested he is in football right now. Yeah. You know, with the Hawaii picks and all that stuff. When has he been a guy that does that? He's not that type of person. He never, he never really, but he's very private in what he does um, outside of football. So, I mean, he's making it a point. Yeah. uh, uh, Friday, July 2nd, uh, Aaron Rodgers can pull the plug on the 2021 season. Uh, The benefit to doing so comes from the fact that he would not forfeit an $11.5 million in unearned signing bonus money if he opts out. And then also, presumably, he would still receive payments on the $6.8 million roster bonus that he earned back in March. So that's $18.3 million to not play. I hate to do it to you, Green Bay, but I hope uh, love is pretty good. Yeah, I'll tell you. Because I I, I don't see him playing right now, period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, would you? No, not at all. Not at all. Because here's the thing. At some point, Green Bay is going to have to trade him. Like, right. Green Bay is not going to go through a season where Aaron Rodgers is either retired or holding out for the entire year. Like, they can't survive a season like that with Jordan Love. He would have to be a top three quarterback in the NFL. Like, well, I can't if, say that now, though. I can't no, say nobody, that. Nobody could say that about Jordan Love. But that's yeah. my point is that for, think of the scenario if next year the Packers we're playing football games and Aaron Rodgers is out. Either he retires and says, I can't do this with you anymore, or he just holds out for the season. You would have to have Jordan Love play at like a top five level in order for people to no longer care. Right, right. Because every single incomplete pass, every single interception, every single missed read is going to be blown up by you and everybody else who covers the game from a film standpoint and say, this kid ain't it, or right. at least ain't it right now. What are you idiots doing with Aaron? Well, and, and there lies the problem because it was a smooth transition between him and Favre. Yeah, those two. You know, once once Favre left, he left the scrum. Well, yeah, I mean, and boom, this kid, yeah, kid comes in and It took a couple years. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't quite like Peyton Manning no, to uh, no, Andrew no. Luck. But you know? once yeah, he yeah, left, yeah. You're right. Once it was Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' team, then it was great. Yeah. Right. But still, though, man, it, you know, it won't be a smooth transition. And I don't know. I mean, do you really do you really pick the GM over Aaron Rodgers? I mean, that's no. a, that's, that's tough. No, I never I would never do that in this game. No. I, look, New England just did that. And, New and yeah. England, 
Like, okay, to answer your question, the one example that I think you could possibly give in the history of this game of going with a general manager over uh, an all-world, like the best player or one of the best players in the game is what happened in New England. Yeah, I mean, you could honestly justify that Bill Belichick should be able, with his resume, to move on from anybody he chooses, and look what just happened. Yeah, I mean, the guy just plucked into a situation. And the guy New England got was shot. Right, right. Yes, and and that's all I'm saying, which is it doesn't mean that this is some major referendum on who Bill Belichick will be moving forward. It just means that it's really as simple as taking somebody out of a current situation and plugging him into another situation like Brady, like Rodgers, like Watson. Hmm. This is this is. This is the first time I've seen power from the players being wielded, willed, you know, so you know, so forcefully you in know, the NFL. Like, it's it, we're right. used to seeing it in the NBA, right? In the NBA, yeah. but it's not in the NFL. You know, right. um, it, this is this is this is a tough situation for Green Bay. I mean, a really tough situation. I mean, their GM right now is losing sleep because his job might be on the line with with this quarterback's um, decision whether he wants to come back or not. You no know, doubt. and he's really. Sh- He's really stroking his teammates, also, man. We're not talking about that. I mean, what about a guy like Devontae Adams? Right. Is he think he's not even thinking about them, man? He's not even thinking about them. He's thinking more about himself. And I think it's more so a future con- is it is it because of future contract or is it just the relationship those two have that's is that's making this happen? I think it's the relationship first, contract second, but it's probably like one one A. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I would agree. Maybe it's the opposite, but I think it's one one A. Yeah. He wants more of a future. He wants more years on his deal. Right. Now, are we going to bring Jeff Parles back? It's been like two weeks since this guy's been on the show, right? Um, back yeah. tomorrow? Yeah, we better be bring back, back tomorrow. tomorrow. All right. Yeah. That's good. Anything else? We're out of here, right? Yep. Okay. All sure right, fellas. Happy birthday, Harry. Happy See birthday. You. Thank Happy you. 50, so you Thank you to everybody that wishes me. Doing? Happy birthday. What's that? What, what am are I you doing? doing today to celebrate? I'm going to do what I normally do. Go play Thank golf you. and have a couple of beverages. Now, there's no there way we're walking in this heat, right? No, no, walk. Yeah, no. You drive the cart? I just drive the cart. All right, there you go. Yeah. Stay cool, cuz. Exactly. We're out of here. We're back tomorrow. <laughs> Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.